So, and you're drinking soda. I am drinking uh, whiskey water. Um, Pendleton's, uh, not Pendleton, it's uh, uh, Woodford 7. Oh. Rocks. Mm-hmm. Well, if, with, uh, if, if we're with, all. Uh, a soda. I said water, but it's whiskey soda. So. I gotcha. If we're all divulging, I have just Country Time Lemonade and tequila. That is not a small amount of tequila. Um, let me prepare my backup beverage, so stand by. Uh, today I have uh, Rogue One in the background. Wonderful choice. Doing Rogue One things. Yes, Rogue One is great. We're going to talk all about it. Um, I am looking be, forward to this. She is my new friend. Oh, hello. She is, she is Pineapple Mango Lady oh. from Avid, which is in Bend. So, oh, I, I've uh, actually when I've had one of their ciders. Well, they only sell like four of them in stores here. But when you go down there, it's like as far as the eye can see everything. So, Aaron, when we go down to Ben, either the two of us or the four of us. Yes. We'll, uh, we're just going to drink all the whiskey. Mm-hmm. All righty. Drink all the same. Yeah. So, I love that. So, this is my backup drink. So, when you hear a that's because I've switched to that. That's a, I am. Copy that. And my water. I realize. And what else is going on here? I got. Uh, I mean, I got the lights turned down because we're in mood lighting mode. But uh, I'll hit the house lights at some point if you need to. Yeah. Well, I unfortunately that. neglected to wear my Millennium Falcon shirt, or I forgot. To, I neglected to pack it for this trip, but I did wear my Metallica shirt that I got here at the show the last time that I was in Oregon. So, so I figured this is which a, was that in 2019 before COVID? 2017. Yep. 17 okay yeah Yeah. that was the that was when like they barely played it was just like yeah because it was matt um it was not mastodon it was um gojira Gojira and avenge sevenfold yep open for them in seattle good one so you pretty much went to see those guys and then metallica showed up at the end yeah pretty much gimp around the stage It was and, uh, it was impressive. Uh, I don't know. So it's, it's one of those like what Danny comes out and does like four songs all by himself <laughs> and calls it a Metallica show. <laughs> I mean that's cool and all, but like, yeah, it was. If he wants to do that, he should just he should just go on tour for himself. I was uh, I don't know. That was a hell of a show. Oh yeah, that, that show was a full on. They were in top form for there. That was a full on assault of the Metallica senses. was in top form. Yes, they they showed they up were. to play. All yeah. right. Well, they've 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 kind of done this. <laughs> yes, so they have. Well, well. So so you know, it was it was definitely one of those things where we had to, um, we had to calibrate our expectancy. You know, we knew Lars isn't in top shape, so Lars is going to play with the beat a little bit. He's going to fluctuate. He's going to maybe miss some fills. Not, um, not play all of the double bass that he not, used yeah, to. Yeah, not play. Yeah, you know. Um, but James was still picking as fast as ever. His voice sounded great. Um, you know, they're doing well, everything, see, I, but James takes like half, like he takes breaks. I'm not saying that like he shouldn't take breaks. I mean, there was, like, there was that one little bit where, where, where Kirk and Rob did like a duet thing yeah. for, you know, a few, yeah. but even so though, it was, that was, that was cool. And in, but in they, and of itself. they were on stage yeah. for an hour and a half, which yeah, was, that's yeah. and, and they, that's they, a good took, show. that's a good show. They took, you know, they took, uh, a, a 10 minute break, probably about five, 10 minute break, something like that. Right mm-hmm. in the middle of an hour and a half set. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, James and, is like in the backstage going, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. 
you know, gargling with the, the blood of virgins or something. Yeah. Any any show where I see my a band play my three favorite songs by them, I'm going to call that a great show. That's right. Yeah. Okay, well, hey, I'm going to officially get this thing started by pressing one button. Sounds good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is once again Aaron. It has always been Aaron, and it will probably continue to be Aaron unless for some reason I want to go to a court and change it, which I probably won't. If I were to change it, I would pick Tim or Balthazar. Those are the two names I would pick if I was going to go and pick one. Um, That is what I have to say. Today, we are... I am happy to be back. Um, you may have just seen that I was recently on another podcast, the Jake Blanchard podcast. If any of you haven't seen that, I recommend going over to the Jake Blanchard podcast on YouTube. It's a pretty cool interview where someone did the talking and I did, where someone else asked the questions and I did the talking. I usually do all the talking. Um, once again, I'm doing all the talking. Shit, it's always hard to start these when you come in cold and you haven't planned anything out. And the uh, focus regroup. You're going to be okay. All is going to be okay. All is okay. I to, to the left of me, I have my little brother Rusty in the studio. Rusty, say hi. Hi. On the line, coming in us digitally with a tiny camera right in front of us and a screen that we can see him, my cousin Matt. Welcome, Matt. Hi, cousins. It's great to see you. Great to see you. Likewise. And we are here for me to call Nerds Assemble! We are back for a second installment, installment of uh fandom nerddom for a franchise talk cinema talk what what peaks us last time you can go back and listen matt and i spent quite some time talking about primarily the next generation but star trek um and it was wonderful we got to geek out this time we had to cover kind of the other favorite of us ours the other part of sci-findom that uh broke us broke our mold uh, made us imagine new and bigger things, even if held relatively together by very small dioramas, um, is Star Wars. We are all fans of Star Wars. We all love Star Wars. The two people joining me today are the biggest fans of Star Wars that I personally know. Um, and I don't mean just, I mean knowledge-based. Extra, ec- I will say extra canon, outside of movie canon. Uh, the knowledge is there. I am not... N- in that realm of knowledge of Star Wars. I love Star Wars, but I don't know it. So today I'm hoping to be moderating a discussion about the fine details, the deepities, the the necessary goods and evils of the franchise of Star Wars. Matt, Rusty, are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I remember the, uh, the, the Trek cast very fondly. It's one of my, my favorite memories of COVID times. Yeah. Um, I do remember that was in the possibly the early days of, of lockdown it was our part one of lockdown um so everyone was doing the the zoom thing and all the uh the podcasts and the, i remember zoom dates and all the zoom movies oh man yes those were the days and now now it's like yeah we got we ran out of that um ran out of netflix shows to watch now it's um 
yeah, things are changed. Yep. But I'm really glad to be back. Um, yeah, glad. we didn't talk a, a minute about Star Wars last time. I mean, it would have been inappropriate to do so. It, yes. well, absolutely. Those two need to be divided. And I have to say, as I, I listened to that Star Trek podcast, I obviously didn't participate. And as someone who is, I would consider myself at best a casual Star Trek fan, I learned a lot. And it's actually, I mean, I've, I've been primarily a next generation guy just because that's what I grew up watching. Yep. That's what was always on. The reruns were always on TV. So that's what I usually saw. But so I, I have a, a deep appreciation for that. But uh, yeah, that inspired me to actually, I'm going to go back and I am going to uh, probably go through, do a whole se- uh, watch series Voyager. Watch. You have to watch Voyager, man. I probably will at some point in time. But I think I'm going to start, go to TNG again and watch yes. that whole thing. So I, I'm definitely my personal rewatch is on season two of the animated series. Okay. Um, and then my partner and I are on season two of DS9. Okay. And we are about to pick back up next gen season seven because we're right. watching everything in chronological order. So um, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, pandemic has brought a lot of Trek back to my life. Good. So, but before but we we're not really talking about that, no, pandemic has also brought us like a, a, a Star Wars movie or two. And, yes, it has, and, and a some absolutely fantastic, fantastic television. Yes, so, but before before we do that, I have to say one thing. Okay, and it's not related to Star Wars in the slightest, but obviously, having known you my whole life, you look like a Tim. I you look like a Tim. If I didn't know you, I would I might guess Tim to be your a, a name. You look like one. Well. Thanks. Yeah, I think that was a good choice. I'm okay. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was actually just trying to make the Monty Python joke. I try oh, and I, throw I, that I, in there I as much as possible. It, but I'm. But some think. call me Tim. Tim? Yes. Greetings, I, Tim I, the Enchanter. And I, I love in that. That was one of the first times where I the overuse of the up sweep at the end of a question line to really drive home the amount of questioning you do, Tim. Yes. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So I wanted to just inject that in well, there real quick. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. Um, well, guys, I would like to, to open the floor to the start of this conversation. Okay. Uh, by proposing a question. Okay. Uh, this question I would like to start it at is, uh, why was The Last Jedi so bad? Okay. Um, wow. Okay. We're really, we, you just chose violence. <laughs> you just chose violence for to right I, I out of the gate. Huh? I the reason I, I I have been carefully crafting my line of questioning, and the reason I started with this is I do want to start with some heat. I you know you never you never start a, a set a a, com- a comedic set with your worst joke. You always have to start with fire to get the the, the audience hooked. Then you can meet weave your way through and end with fire. Right. So okay. Um, I started- so when when do the when do the fire questions start? <laughs> oh, they will. They will be coming. They will be coming. Oh, okay. I was just wondering if that was the comedic opening oh, that's supposed to mm-hmm. hook the audience. There will. I'm going to let you finish. In I'm going to let you finish, Taylor. But my, my cousin <laughs> Rusty is going to start the first argument about why the Last Jedi is actually one of the best films that have been released in the last few years, and why Star Wars fans need to think twice before they start making jabs so, at one of the best this is why filmed this is why I star wars questions. movies ever released carry on okay well Please. um to get into that i kind of have to go a little bit more a little deeper on it 
please, because I because I think it's because that is obviously the most divisive Star Wars movie to date. Correct. And no matter what side oh, of the line, perhaps you, you don't on, remember when a little movie called The Return of the Jedi came out, and it was full of Muppets, puppets, I, I dancing d- songs, that, slugs. <laughs> that was a good five and years. Endings before. that didn't quite seem to. Yeah. I've, I've, very cohesive and and yet everyone looks back and it's like you know what that's that's uh, that's really cute that's really quaint that's okay. and yet that movie was panned okay okay because so. what it, it was marquan followed followed up kirshner's empire strikes back with puppets and muppets okay so, no that's that, fair that's fair that is absolutely so maybe let me rephrase that this is why i wanted that uh, the most divisive you. in since the millennium is that fair was that is that a better way to put it then? Sure. Okay. Yeah, and the yeah, and in, in twenty years. Yeah. Thirty years. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So I cause I think it needs you need to talk about, or at least I do, what Star Wars means to one as an individual. Oh right. What they yeah. ex, what they get out of Star Wars. See, what, Matt, this is what this is what clever question asking does. Because instead of just going, What does Star Wars mean to you guys? I can ask a provocative question like why is uh, I can throw out literal clickbait in word form. Uh, and get the deeper meanings out of such simple questions. So hold on, I'm, I, was, I was writing. I was writing these uh, pearls of wisdom down. I, I broke my pencil. So. <laughs> Dang. I'll, You're I'll, pressing I'll, too hard. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you later. Um, <laughs> carry on, Rusty. I want to yeah. hear more about. I want to hear more about. Uh, okay. On your take on on why on why eight is one of the best movies. Okay, I, I'll be sure to give you that here shortly. Um, for me. When I think about Star Wars, it's a little different than I think a lot of people do. Of course, I watched Star Wars since I was a kid. I think the first time I really dove into it and became a fan was like second grade. Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, we I'd obviously seen bits and pieces of, of the various movies before that, but it wasn't really until second grade that I was like, oh, okay, Star Wars is kind of my thing. And uh, I think the reason that that happened was because of my... Uh, late friend Gavin. Yes. Right. And, uh, he was, uh, that, you know, cause he had muscular dystrophy and so he didn't get to do a whole lot. So to him, Star Wars was kind of his escape. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? And so, you know, from his, the cards that he got dealt, that was his way to escape that and to find something else that he could relate to. And so, and he pulled me into that for him. So, long story short, not to get too deep on it, but that's kind of what Star Wars was for me. I guess a participation a, in your best friend's escapement from his cards. Pretty much. Yeah. And other than I grew to love the movies and I loved, you know, reading the expanded universe, you know, I guess the legends they call it now. Yes. Um... But yeah, and so you know, I I held I hold it to that level of endearment of endearment. Sure. And so when the Last Jedi came out, it felt like this thing that my best friend loved so much was destroyed. Um, and I I actually <laughs> felt like I was. I mean, I was obviously heartbroken that he passed, but I was like, I'm kind of glad he didn't get to see this. He didn't have to see his all-time favorite person in Luke Skywalker drug through the mud that way. So 
that was kind of like, how dare they do that to my friends thing? You know, I, I that's that's how I feel about it. Okay, so give me before before Matt comes with a colorful and tasteful retort, which I know he already has loaded. In I'm his, sure in his side by side shotgun here. Mm-hmm. Um, I would ask you to do a little bit of compare and contrast to some of the things that you think made it Star Wars great. Go back in time. Sure. The g- give a little bit of that and then compare that contrast that with eight in what ruined it okay i think that the thing that well the biggest problem that i have with the disney trilogy i don't call it the sequel trilogy i call it the disney trilogy because i don't consider them to be sequels yeah i consider them to be the most expensive fan fiction ever made correct and we can get into more into that later we will the biggest problem is that when they started making that trilogy there was no story arc there was no plan for the story from movie for the entire yeah. trilogy of movies for those of you curious jj abrams pitched force awakens without any follow-up and tie-up for all of the things which he gave he opened he gave fans great things to open with that, he just didn't close any of it. that's kind of his thing though he yeah. called it the mystery box now i have read different reports that say that he did have an outline for episode eight written up just a basic outline that was there and ryan rejected it i've read that he took some things from it Uh, so i'm not sure exactly what to believe on that front but i know that but at the end of the day that ryan johnson wrote the story for episode eight yes and so and he was getting in a ballsy move and i credit disney for this they gave him complete creative control yep unlike giving it all to jj abrams in the first in force awakens right i mean whereas you know for other tentpole franchises like marvel movies you know, they, they're movies made by committee. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so, and they said, no, Ryan, you you can run with this. This is your baby. You can do whatever you want with it. And I commend them for that, for better or for worse. Sure. So, with episode seven basically being a rework of A New Hope, which is what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, although I still actually enjoy episode seven. I do. I think it's, I think it, that's actually a pretty well-made Star Wars movie. I, I think it is... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So it, uh, I think the thing that really sets that apart is a, is a couple of things. I think not just, I'm not just talking about what I feel was a mismanagement of Luke's character because that's certainly a part of it. Um, you know, it's obviously, I think I understand why they all of a sudden made Luke this, you know, dejected, broken guy hermit you know yeah that you know he everyone had this idea of who luke was built in their minds where as that may not align with reality and i get that i just don't like the way that it was executed you know i think that the decision okay spoiler alert if anyone yeah this happens to not have seen (laughs) these movies yet you've been warned um i think that having him make the choices that he did does not align with his character. This is the man that stood the emperor down, looked him in the eye and said, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. You know, he had the chance to give in and he stood it and he tossed it aside and he said, Nope, I'm above that. Yep. Do what you're going to do, but I know where I stand. And then, you know, for him to have faced that 
And then all of a sudden in his his other pupil, Kylo Ren slash Ben, you know, uh, Ben Solo, Solo uh, say, oh, you know what? I see a little bit of potential in evil, so I'm just going to murder him. I know he re- I know he quickly snapped out of that decision, which is is in line with his character. But I feel like he wouldn't be the one to give up in that way. Hmm. But anyway, this but the but the move the my dislike for the movie runs deeper than that. Sure. And I disagree with your fact that it's one of the best filmed I guess I, guess I, I wonder I, Star Wars films because the entire Canto Bite subplot could have been removed and nothing would have been lost to the movie. In my in my humble opinion, it's a little it, it was there was no reason for them to to go about it that way. I think there are plenty of flaws in the plot about um you know like instead of just tracking them through hyperspace, which I guess that wasn't a thing, but then it became a thing. I think instead of doing that, what if like they had a mole on the ship, which is what I thought, you know, when they said we have them on the edge of a string. It's like, oh, there's a mole there that's going to tell them where they're going and what they're doing. That would have been so much more interesting because then they could have found out who the mole was. But no, it's just like, oh, they can track them through light space now. Okay, that's that's whatever. Um, Now, there were some things about... uh, Episode eight that I did enjoy. Okay, well, hold we'll right there. Okay, okay. If you're going to start going into what you enjoy, let's let Matt have a chance to absolutely to bolster I'm, his claims made. I am uh, ready to. Be, I am ready to be schooled. My phone is ringing here. Hang on a oh, second. Sure. Um. Oh. Oh, it's uh, it's it's episode one pod race on the phone. <laughs> hold on. Russie, you were talking about scenes that could just be cut from the movie that don't really yeah. further the plot. Yeah. Oh, hold on. He says real quick. <laughs> oh, did you know that they added an extra two minutes of me for the release on home video? I did. I'm not really sure what he's getting at. Do you know what he's getting at? I I don't know. I'm, <laughs> you know, bro, I'm gonna have to call you back, Padres. <laughs> okay. Touche. Because far be it from Star Wars to put scenes in any of their films that don't really connect to the overall big okay. story. Right. I mean, we all remember when episode, I guess we're calling it episode four. Sure. Want to call it a new? Want to call it Star Wars? Um, where the runtime came in a little, a little short, mm-hmm. and so we had to add a dramatic escape from the Death Star in which we had to shoot some Tie Fighters out of the sky. Um, and, and really there is a scene that doesn't actually go anywhere or do anything. What do we learn in that scene? That the Millennium Falcon has guns on it, that, that it flies straight. Mm-hmm. I, it, that, okay. that TIE fighters explode and make sounds in space. I mean, I, I so, <laughs> so I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is not the first time that Star Wars has ever put a scene in. And, and I'm not going to say that like, Oh, I'm on team Canto bite. I'm, I'm headed there, headed there tomorrow. For my dream vacation. Yeah. Um, but what I really did appreciate about The Last Jedi and the way that the plot lines are woven together mm-hmm. is that it is very much what we've come to love about Star Wars. We're going to take characters. We're going to take fish out of water. We're going to put them in situations that they wouldn't normally be in. Okay. And that's really the theme of Episode Eight. 
It is everyone being tested to the brink and being put in a situation that they were not prepared for. And by the end of that arc, whether it be a 10 minute arc, an hour arc or two hours and 13 minutes of runtime arc, they've resolved and they've grown as a character. Every single character has an arc in that film from our main hero to, to the characters who are just, you know, the mechanic, right. To the, to the, to the mechanic, characters we really don't care about, right. Mm -hmm. To the, the, um, to the weapons dealer scum of the universe. who just ends up kind of being a little bit, it turns out, you know, maybe he was right all along kind of a thing. Um, you know, Kylo Ren has a, has an arc. Um, Ray has her arc. They all, everyone arcs in that movie and takes us to a place where we've seen them grow. You guys are hearing me. Sure. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, oh you. yeah. I'm just, yep. I'm just letting you go. I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you. Okay. So, so the Canto bite scene as a standalone will be a fantastic little fun side quest in any Star Wars video game that you could look back on and be like, that was kind of silly. Right. Um, yeah. It doesn't That's actually fair. help the plot. Right. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock any scene in Star Wars for that reason alone. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't really further the plot and Empire Strikes Back when our, our oh. two D2 and C3PO are going through the hall, hall and talking about how cold it is, right? Hope that Right. Oh, Here, okay. hold on one second. We Matt. we, we yep. lost you there for a second. I just want to Luke make Skywalker's sure. okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Technical difficulties here. Yeah, folks. I don't know. Uh, can you still hear us, Matt? Oh, he's back. Can Hi. you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, that's better. You you, you froze and kind of glitched out for a yeah, second. Yeah, we're getting we're getting stupid so, zoom interference. So the um, I can't hear you. You can't, or you can't. Uh oh. Is it is this oh, really off chance that that happens again? Okay. Oh. We'll 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 figure it out, I guess. Aaron's trying something here. There you are. Okay, so I'm but, here. I'm gonna see if I can connect to a a different, uh, just a different network in case that is my network. Okay, and so anyway, I while you're working on that, um, I would definitely say that you are 100 percent correct about the episode one pod race. Um, that it didn't need to be as bloated or as it long as long as it was. Although it was, it, it was mainly there for spectacle. Um, and then although we did get to see how you know, I, Anakin how, how deals Anakin, under pressure, yeah, that that that's a part of it. Um, that 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 is something that we can take out of that. But it didn't need to be as long as it was. No, for sure. And I and I agree that there are definitely scenes that don't overall add to the plot. Uh, like you know, the escape from the Death Star didn't need to be as involved as it was. Although it is an exciting thing to see in a movie. Correct. 
And and one could argue that the Canto Bite scene, the chase, was certainly visually interesting. I, I you know, and that that kind of leads me to my my the point I was trying to make okay. before my internet decided to be dumb mm-hmm. was you know I would never judge any one movie, Star Wars or otherwise, right. on the merits of one scene during the rising action. Okay, that right. This was a, yeah. I mean, this was an Act Two scene, and really, this movie's about the the Act Three. Like our, the showdown of heroes and and what happens to basically set the first order on its heels yep. to put the, you know, to, mm-hmm. to get to get them out of the, the, the chase. Right. right. To, to end end the plague that has fallen our heroes the entire time sure. that, that they can't get away. They are stuck in this this uh, snail's chase. Right. And. One of the cool things about The Last Jedi is that we did explore, you know, that interesting aspect of Star Wars that we've never really seen before. Star Wars has always been about like, oh, we're just going to jet set between planets and planets. It's going to be fine right. uh, no matter what happens. But we, we never really saw the behind the scenes. We never really saw like, oh, these ships are fallible. The, you will run out of fuel. You will need to like figure out a way to get ahead of whatever's chasing you because they'll just catch up with you when you stop. Right. Um, it was. It was almost. I like. I was, like seeing the relics of the the, um, the rebellion, mm-hmm. the rebellion base. I thought that you know the entire movie is very visually fantastic. Oh, visual. and and one thing that I appreciated about Ryan Johnson and the script was that. I mean, I think it's one of the funnier of the movies. Funny and comedy aside, mm-hmm. I, it's compelling. Like I, I want to know what happens next. That okay. There's not one thing that like strikes me as a groan in that movie yes there are some things that have definitely broken with continuity we see some right. jedi powers we've never seen before we see some some starship physics that we've never seen before well, right. well, but ultimately things, those things aren't done as fan service they're cool oh, oh and so i was one of the people and actually i will defend you know it's like oh why did luke why was luke able to do that and project himself it's like he's fucking luke skywalker if anyone's gonna do it it's him like, so, but were, uh, that, that were the didn't... dice a projection or were the dice real? Oh, geez. Um, I'm pretty do, sure. Do you not know the answer after watching the movie? Well, they seemed like an actual object until they disappeared in Kylo Ren's hand. You know what I mean? So, yeah, then I would say. Oh, he may not be able to hear us at all. His, he's just muted his microphone. All okay, of a he might be switching over. I will agree with him. I don't know if he can hear me. I'll tell him this when he comes back on. That visually, the the Last Jedi is stunning. It's yes, cinematography wise. Oh, they yeah, cinematography wise, visually, the the Last Jedi is great. It really is. There's a lot of uh, fantastic. Ah, different. There we go. Fantastic visual elements that they that Ryan Johnson gave us, um, and there were. Some things in there that, that that I legitimately thought were great. Um, I you know so I think I've I've seen the Last Jedi twice. I saw it once in theaters with my friends, and then I saw it once again at home. Yeah, you know, and so I but I but that the last time I saw it I think was it was before the Rise of Skywalker came out. Oh, so, so it's it been was, it's been at least it's been, three years. It's been at least three years. Gotcha. Since I've seen it, but I 
distinctly, I think the thing that really, I, I remember sitting in the theater and watching The Last Jedi and watching it through, it's like, I've seen this before. And it, and it wasn't like The Force Awakens where there were pretty much all the same elements were, ta- were lifted from A New Hope. It was, I mean, it's, you know, the 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 protagonist of the story ventures off to a planet to find a lone Jedi master to seek training, and on this planet they go to a a uh, a cave which is strong with the dark side of the Force and learn some hint as to their past, and then you know then they also then they coalesce then they they lifted also some stuff from Return of the Jedi where they coalesce in the throne room to to feed them to face off with the main bad guy. Yeah. And and even the conversation that Ray and Kylo Ren had in the elevator going up to Snoke's throne room was almost as I remember it I could be wrong but it seemed almost verbatim the conversation that Luke and Vader had on Endor before flying up to the Death Star. It was all the same beats were there. And and then when it got get you know that I thought, although I thought that would have been the the best climax of the movie, was you know, Snoke is defeated, then Kylo and and uh, Ray face off, and that what to me as I was watching it that felt like the end of the movie because everything about that, that oh then you know then you had the side quest where they go off to this other planet where they meet this guy who seems to be on their side at first but ends up betraying them and being a morally gray character, like Lando was. You know, although Lando ended up turning and helping them in the end, and I don't even remember the uh, the. Well, we can also talk about I mean, who Lando is in Mandalorian, but that's a whole other thing. You mean, um, you mean, uh, he Lando was Lando wasn't in Mandalorian. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. That was uh, that was stupid to say. So, but once they got to the throne room, and then and and. Kylo started saying, you know, we need to leave the past behind. Kill it, you know, if you have to. Let's, no more Jedi, no more Sith. I thought, here's the genius of his movie. He's given us all these things that we've seen before, but this is his chance to tear it down and take Star Wars somewhere new. This is it. This is brilliant. But then it didn't end there. And then we got to basically the Hoth battle cloned part two. They even went out of their way to tell us that the planet they were on, that the substance on the planet that they were on wasn't snow, it was salt, you know? And it just, you know, and you have the rebels hiding in, you know, in, in a small, out in a small remote base being attacked by the full-on ground forces of, of the Empire, basically, down to the Adat walkers. Yeah. And... And they go out and fight them on rickety speeders that weren't even made to fight those sorts of things. Oh, my wife's looking at me. Hello. Sure. I'm I'm almost reaching the end of my point. I'll be out in a second. I'm gonna have to take a quick yeah intermission here. What do you have to say to that, Matt? Oh, um, I think I think that that movie does a really good job at at giving us that sort of expectation shift um 
I think that's what makes that movie fun for a lot of people who are fans of that movie is that it's not just wrote Star Wars like the previously released seven films before it were, especially, you know, episodes six and seven. So so you right, you, so it's really, you didn't feel like they just took every trope and just redid it again? Are you talking about seven or are you talking about eight? Eight. Because eight, it's it's almost like we're going to give you the tropes, but it's not going to be what you expect. Here's the wise and Jedi that lives on the outcast place. We've seen this before, mm-hmm. right? We've seen this in every Star Wars um, and every iteration of Star Wars going back to 1970 um, or excuse me, 1980. Yeah, I guess you could even make the case that, that that Obi-Wan Kenobi was that wizened, you know, outcast Jedi too. Old kook in the sand. But yeah. turns out that not not but this is a Jedi. Mm-hmm. This is this is not the Luke Skywalker that we remember. This is the, the one from the legends, right? And we, we have to almost like put ourselves in the the through the lens of of Rey here. She knows Luke the way that we the viewers know Luke. Mm-hmm. Right. The legendary like the this kid blew up the Death Star. This kid took down Vader. This kid helped save the galaxy. And Lord knows what else mm-hmm. is in the legend. Yeah. Right, but we're we we know the legend and but we are experiencing the character through through her viewpoint. It, I, I, I challenge everyone to watch um the last Jedi, and, and and perhaps the last scene of uh, of um, the Force Awakens as well, and 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 forget about everything that you think you know, except for the trope, right? The trope mm-hmm. of here's the outcast who's here yeah. to train you. You are going to go, go and you're going to learn, and then you're going to go and you're going to take on the bad guys, and you're going to win the day because this this creature on this island helped you. And, and if you can forget for a minute that you've been basking in the legend of Luke Skywalker your whole life, then you start to see what happens when our heroes aren't so heroic, right? The first thing he does is he chucks the lightsaber, right? Now, yes, that was Ryan Johnson making a point. The point is, what's one thing that you, the viewer, would never expect Luke to do? Well, throw his lightsaber away because what's the last thing that he did when he had a lightsaber, well, he chucked it. Yep. He realizes that a weapon is not going to make you a Jedi. And here's someone who says, look, I have a weapon. I need your help. Come help save us. Use this. And the first thing he does is the first lesson. This is not a Jedi make. And he chucks it over his shoulder. Now, he could have he could have handed it back to her. He could have dropped it at his feet. He could have put it in a satchel. But what is the most obvious sign of disdain for the thing that you're holding what's going to make an impact i'm going to chuck this thing over my shoulder and i don't care where it's going to go because i need to impress upon you that whatever you just brought me is nothing is a nothing burger right now now i'm this isn't the um ryan johnson is the best filmmaker ever and i love the way he writes movies forever right but this is the what you just saw was not ryan johnson pissing off the fan base it is ray seeing the very first thing that luke needed her to see okay 
And eventually, when wouldn't Ray it, does light the lightsaber wouldn't it and be, starts acting like a Jedi, yeah, it's time for another lesson. The lesson of see what happens when you, you the weapon becomes an extension of yourself, but the extension of yourself is not something good and wholesome. Right. In right. in essence, for slicing things and is about to slice him. Yeah. And he is taken back to the last time that he probably lit a lightsaber in anger and watched his whole life crumble around him. Yep. Yep. And yeah. since that day, nope, no more weapons because that just is an extension of what's in your heart. That's, and if what's in your heart today is fear, mistrust, and wanting to do something vengeful so wild to help the galaxy that it, it's gonna it's gonna cause heartache but it's gonna be the the the, the greater good unfortunately that's that's gonna be that's his last memory right. of what happens when he lit his lights right. and 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 to part that that next lesson upon ray okay. is the force isn't just a thing that you get like it's not a video game quest where you you can achieve so many points and you will, get the forest. I will it's be right everything. back. I got, I got to help my wife real quick. Rusty's got to go, but I can keep talking yeah, about it. I, I will rejoin. The, uh, and, and, and one of the things, and so after multiple watchings, cause you kind of sit and you watch that movie, you're like, Whoa, this is not the loop that I know. Like yeah, how exactly, like, how does it, how, how are we, how, how, how did this happen? And then you're, you're given a few sort of, tidbits and nuggets about like how he became this way but you're like no 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 he would never he would never but we're not talking about the span of between a movie oh yeah we're talking about the lifetime of living and contemplating yep. now I, I can only imagine if you're left alone with your thoughts for decades oh. how those thoughts shape your reality and your new reality is if anyone ever comes looking for me i'm gone yeah if anyone ever comes looking for me, it won't be because they found me through the force because I'm outie. And if everyone ever hands me a lightsaber again, I'm absolutely not going to turn it on. The last thing I want in my life right now is some sort of weapon that in my hands becomes destroyer of worlds. Exactly. So it takes the entire movie to realize that that is really who he is now. And only in the end, when it's his sister, yeah, does he realize that there's only one way that he can that he can save her, and that's by giving up himself. It was the it was what he had been preparing to do his whole life, the one sacrifice that he had never made. Right, he'd been he'd been prepared to give his life for lots of other things, yeah. But now he's faced with the reality of if you want to do this. You're going to have to open yourself up to the force. You're going to have to do something that no one thought was ever possible. And it's going to cost you everything. And in true hero form, he does it. And he does it in a way like a good teacher would. Yeah. It's not just watch me. Look at this. It's you can watch me if you want, but there's a lesson here. And the lesson is... Don't trust your eyes. And uh, the force is more powerful than you think it is. And and, and that was for Ray, too. Everybody else was was speechless in the movie when when it all went down at the end. 
I was also mesmerized because this now, this is the Jedi master that I believed that I had been seeing. This was the one that was really in there the whole time. He needed to have the right motivation to do what he was doing and saving his family was that exact motivation. And while it's definitely sad that we didn't get to see fan service, right? Um, but, you know, to the point that one of you made of like, well, these, the, the sequel trilogy is really just like a series of fan movies. I would say no. I would say no to that because a fan movie, a fanfic movie would have had Luke hop in that X-Wing and go and save the day. Right, that's, that's be fair. jumping. All, would be jumping all around in in the in the ice. Okay. Would have hopped in that speeder. Would have been flying the Falcon with Chewie and Yeehawing while they blow Tie Fighters out of the sky. And then at the end, you would have seen Luke reach his hand down to Leia and pull her out of the rubble. And then it would have been brother and sister again at the end. Okay. And and instead, that's that's the fan service that we didn't get. Ryan Johnson, clever as he is, says, you know what? No. No, that 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 is the story that you thought you were gonna get, but this is Star Wars. Okay, no, Han Solo's probably dead at the end of the movie. Okay, no, your your heroes are forever changed. They're losing limbs. They're they're being chased across the galaxy. Um, no, the, the the mentor that you thought was gonna be there is dead. Now this is the Star Wars that you've been watching, and if you haven't been paying attention. Star Wars movies don't always have happy endings. No, of course not. This no, one does. definitely not. Definitely not. One does. It ends on a note of positivity. Mm-hmm. Like, we are going to rebuild. Yes, we've lost a hero. But what have we gained? We've gained a strength, a togetherness, and a new hero who now, through the lessons that they've learned through the benevolence of this hero is is going to be there. So, okay, well, and so I and so I as a standalone mm-hmm. entry in the movie. Sure. Okay. I I put the last Jedi up there with uh with Empire uh with a New Hope mm-hmm. um and with Sith because I don't need the other movies. Yep. To yep. really enjoy this film for what it is. I you you can't watch um <laughs> Return of the Jedi uh and really appreciate it if you haven't seen the empire strike back correct that's fair watch the force awakens and care about this movie right if you haven't seen all the other ones so (laughs) and the phantom menace mm -hmm. is only good because you are kind of waiting to see what happens with this kid oh right yeah we can yeah the phantom menace is its whole other Entity. Well, yeah. Well, um, I just want to. Yeah, this is. Yeah, this I, is. I, look, it's not time to talk about how great the Phantom Menace is. By the way, right. I don't think we're going to podcast about that anytime right. soon. Yeah. But I would say that when when you stack those films up, I mean, there's a reason why the Last Jedi has a high critic movie score, is highly acclaimed as films go. Is because it's not an entry in a franchise the way that the Return of the Jedi is. Right. The way that Attack of the right. right? It is a film featuring your Star Wars characters in which stuff happens and it's pretty crazy. So And I, it's fun. So, yeah, it is. And I, so I have a concession to make to you and a question for you. My concession Shoot. is 
Yeah, well, like I, I came in right as you were talking about this, about the climax, I believe, when uh, Luke and Kylo, or the projection of Luke, I should say, and Kylo were sure. facing off. Well, it's, it's Luke. I yeah, mean, I, yeah, I, it, right. Yeah. He wasn't physically there, but it was him. It was yeah. him. And I feel that that was brilliant. I like the fact that, I mean, like I said, I don't care, you know, why could he force, why could he force project? That didn't bother me at all. The inclusion of new powers doesn't bother me at all. Um, and I feel that that was totally, and and the very first thing we ever see Luke do is call something to his hand. Exactly. I've never seen that before. Right. Exactly. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, and I really love the fact that that was a true representation of what his vision of what the Jedi should be. You know, he never once swung his lightsaber at Kylo Ren. His the the blades never connected that entire battle. It's like Yoda told him, you know, it's the forces should be used for knowledge and defense, not for attacking. Right. And that was and that's something that was actually I found refreshing. I'm sorry, go ahead. He gave Kylo enough information to allow Kylo to walk right by him. Yeah. But he knew that Kylo in his hubris would stand there and would fight. But if Kylo had used his brain for more than one second, where did you come from? Right. Why do you look like you're 40 years old? Yeah. yeah. Why aren't you making any sort of tracks in this ice? Right. Or the, excuse me. Salt. Yeah. Oop. Frozen this again. This fucking thing. Salt. And where did you get that lightsaber that was lost? Right. Oh, I don't know. A long time ago. Right. So you know I, something's amiss. Mm-hmm. He would tune into the force and see. To- totally. Yep. One hundred percent. So anyway, my my question, and I think oh, then yeah. maybe after maybe after this, I mean, I could go on and on and on about the last Jedi, but we maybe we should touch after this on other aspects of well, Star Wars. I, I was just getting ready to lead us there. So, but I have one more question regarding Episode Eight, then we can move on. Um, you talked about Ray's character arc. In episode eight, in particular, not a, not just through the Disney trilogy. Uh, say it again. I talked about Ray's what character arc. Sorry, her, in in episode eight, what where she her journey as a character. Um, what was it? Because I, she went through things in that movie for sure. She experienced things, and uh, but I don't think that her character actually aside from learning false information about her importance in the galaxy well not i mean not false but i guess disinformation about her importance in the galaxy through her familiar familial lineage aside from learning that about herself or confirming that about herself where how did her character grow in that movie I don't think she did. So, at the beginning, this fucking thing. Hold on, man. more technical difficulties. 
All right, I think we're going to retry connecting with him here. I'm here. Oh, there you I are. I hear, hear you. you. I can. Can you? Hear I me? hear you loud and clear. Okay, so we might it need is, a. Yeah, it is fucking not happy on our end. Okay. Hello. So we were talking about Ray. Like, what is Ray's arc? This is how I see Ray's arc, and I'm not. This, I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not Ryan Johnson. I'm oh, not sure. Daisy Ridley. I, I, I'm gonna I, be the one that say this is how it is. Right. I want. I just the want very your interpretation. First, yeah. This is the very first thing we hear her talking about is what she believes a Jedi is and why she's there. She's there to convince the legend mm-hmm. to come and fight and save the day. Right. And what she doesn't understand is that one person cannot stop the tides. It is, it, it is going to take significant work from within. And because it's the dark side, Mm-hmm. The dark side only changes when the dark side changes itself. And we know that as fans of films and the shows, Ray doesn't know that. Ray believes that that Luke is going to come and slay Snoke and turn Kylo Ren good again and save the day. And Luke does, you know, that's that is not how this works. I've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. So, so her arc is naivete to that real understanding of, of sort of how a person becomes a hero and, and, and really what a Jedi is because at the end of the day, what, what what's happening at the end of the day is she is, she has tapped into something of herself. She is using these newfound Mary Sue skills mm-hmm. to move rocks. Yeah. Which She never knew that she could do. She's not doing it to to crush these walkers. She's not out there with a laser sword holding out the First Order. She's paving a way for the next generation of heroes to be born, to live, okay, to die if necessary. Sure. That's that's the same pick up again in nine. She's training. She's now adopted this this sort of uh, white wizard. Right. mentality approach that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm here to do what's right. I'm here to help. I am a, I am not the leader of this shiz. Right. I am right. just a warrior soldier and I will do anything that I can um, to, to help good prevail over evil. Okay. Not I'm going to fight the first order. Not I'm going to go slay Kylo Ren. I'm given her chance yep. to go and, and, and do all those things. Mm-hmm. She didn't. Right. She never tries to fight him. She never tries to destroy him. She never. She never tries to fight Snow. She, what is in her heart is right, and she's prepared to die. Yep. She doesn't die, but she's prepared to die. That that's legit. That's fair. So so in in we 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 talked a bit earlier about uh, Luke and watching Luke as fans of his, as watching the legend of him. Um, but eight taking us to a place where we're seeing the not glorious side of our hero. Let's, let's, let's take a back, a, a journey back all the way to the, to the very beginning uh, when we were first introduced to a very young 
Luke Skywalker and kind of talk about your guys' experience of A New Hope and what you think. There's always a hindsight thing that goes on when um, when you watch a movie and you learn something new later in a series and then you apply it backwards to yeah. A New Hope. So where, what did you think of a new hope the first time you watched it of Luke as a hero of the, the person that Lucas showed us he was. Um, and then now how do you view that Luke in, in hindsight of who we know he becomes and how he ends? Okay. Um, Matt, I'll let you take this one first. Cause I opened up the last Jedi discussion. Right. So you can, you can take this one. I, uh, I had the dubious uh, pleasure of watching a new hope. Second, um, followed by The Empire Strikes Back, third. Um, and that's just what happens when you're a, a, a wee lad in the 80s. You don't get to watch the movies in order. You get to watch the movies the order in which they sometimes come on TV. Yeah. Or if you were to have taped them. And the two movies that I had taped were Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. So I was able to watch those a lot. Um, but I had only watched Empire Return of the Jedi before I watched A New Hope, and I had not watched Empire Strikes Back at all. Um, but there was nothing in the Empire Strikes Back that was shocking to me. It was sort of a, oh, this is how Han Solo gets in the Carbonite thing. And, oh, Luke doesn't even know that that's his dad? Whoa, pretty wild. Um, and so that's, you know, six or seven-year-old me. To be honest, like, the 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 Luke that I met in A New Hope was not the Luke that I had seen in Return of the Jedi. Uh, jumping, slashing, ducking, lightsaber fighting, you know, speed or biking. Yeah. Right. Um, and just generally being wise and, and revered. So the the annoying farm boy Luke with the, you know, that that hint of of I think I can do this. Um, did kind of bother me. I think that's one of the reasons why Luke Skywalker is typically not anybody's favorite character um, from from A New Hope. Right. Um, I was most assuredly a Han and Leia guy, not a Luke guy. It wasn't until I sort of was able to piece it all together um, and with my developing brain to understand the chronology of the movies to really understand that this is a journey that Luke takes and this is why he's the best character, you know, yeah, right. um, Han's usefulness ends at the end of the first movie. Right. Obi-Wan's usefulness ends at the end of the first movie, mm-hmm. you know, but Luke's journey continues. Right. So, um, now, now you can, I mean, now Luke is my favorite of the, rebel characters i don't think he's the best star wars character by any stretch of the imaginations but i think that he of the original trilogy characters he definitely has the most growth he's the most interesting and you're supposed to be able to relate to him yeah yeah um if you've seen his story from the beginning so i don't know if that answers your question but that's that's my that's my formative understanding of luke um and sort of how he came to be do uh do you have any does does the person that we saw in uh episode eight that that the luke that we saw there um you talked highly of him as a character and his growth and his end and and kind of how he became does does that make you look more fondly on the early luke that you were introduced to now knowing that's kind of how he is did you uh 
did it change anything for you seeing the way he he was portrayed in eight? The only thing that I think really bothers fans of Luke and, and Mark as well is is the Kylo or the Ben Solo incident, right? Where he he senses evil and in a moment of, of weakness and uncertainty, he believes that by killing Ben, he will actually save the galaxy from from death and destruction. Of course, what we know now is is when you when you start playing with destiny like that, it goes wrong, right? By the act of actually doing that propelled Ben on his death. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, had did that. Was Luke meant to do that? I can't I can't answer that question. Right. Um, the force revealed Ben's destiny to Luke. Luke engaged in behavior that propelled Ben along his destiny. Right. So who knows mm-hmm. what what that means in and beyond the sort of just the, the, the events that we observe. Um, if there's a greater power at play in the Star Wars universe, I don't know. But I will say that I appreciated Luke's introspective changes in his character because of that, his isolation, and the, the growth that he gave himself during that isolation to turn away from what he thought was true power and true wisdom. Yeah, I, I, I can watch both Luke Skywalker's and I understand and I like the direction. And I and with respect to Mark, I, I do think that while that scene taken in a bubble um, is challenging and it really does go against like the Luke that we all know. If you understand that what Luke wants more than anything else is to do right and to do good and presented with the greater good dilemma not everyone does well. Yeah, no, it was not it's, everyone. It was de- it was definitely the, a hell of a trolley problem. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, yep. yeah. What, what, because and, because what he didn't know was what if what if you don't kill him? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and your attempt to do something or your freezing in that moment allows him to think that there's some malevolence at work here, and because there's already the seeds of the dark side within him. You're just going to propel him on that path. Exactly. No, um, you know Yoda would not have. Right, we know that. Yeah. Right, uh, I actually I can't look at the other Jedi in the Jedi Council and say that they wouldn't have. Right, and I can tell you right now, Anakin would have. Yep. Yeah. So, so here we go, like father, like son, right? So I I do actually have um to answer, well, first to answer your your question. Yeah, the first part about y- Luke. Yep. Um, like like Matt. I did not watch, at least I don't remember watching A New Hope first. Right. I am 99% sure that my first exposure to Star Wars was the Return of the Jedi. And but it, but then I think the but then I the first time I watched one of the ones that and I actually like really sunk in was Empire. Yeah. And then I I don't remember and then I think it was A New Hope after that. I'm pretty sure that I think I saw the original trilogy in reverse order. Um and at that time i was a bit of a a, a total contrarian and i didn't yes, like Lu- i didn't like luke at all nope. i didn't like him 
I was I was one hundred percent a Vader guy. He was the guy I was looking forward to seeing in the movies. He was my favorite parts. When he kicked Luke's ass at the end of Empire Strikes Back, I was delighted. Oh, Vader's the best character in all of Star Wars. I no one is gonna argue that. No. If it, the 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 absolute best well written yep. and character that is most fun. Yep. Including him is, as Anakin. Is Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. And I will fight to the death anyone who says otherwise. One hundred percent agree with you. Knowing 100%. knowing that in nineteen eighty X. Right. Is pretty cool when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Like you didn't need you didn't need twenty years of backstory to tell you that this guy's story mm-hmm. is better than any of their stories. Right. We haven't seen it yet, but in the mind canon of Vader, yeah. Before we had this is so wizard. Yeah. Oh man, I just remember. I remember the the getting the hint of that the very first time you see him in his isolation chamber and the helmet's yeah. coming down yeah. and you just see the back of his head and you're like, oh my god, the mask yeah. comes off. What the hell happened to him? Oh yeah. my god, see someone's someone. Oh, about Obi Wan messed him up. That's right. why he hates Obi Wan. You know, you know that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And and Russ, you're spot on. Like, no, you're a Vader guy. I absolutely myself as well. Yep. Uh, Vader was the character that I cared most about and. I did very much want a redemption. Like I wanted a redemption in a way that we would see Anakin at the end, the way we saw Luke and Leia and Chewie mm-hmm. and C-3PO and Lando at the end of, of five, right. you know, like we're going to go off on adventures together. It wasn't until I was older that I realized that no, we actually got a perfect ending. Like yeah. Yeah. he was redeemed. Yeah. Yeah. He had our farewell. His yep. ending That's with Luke the end was of Vader's perfect. Story. It was, it was great. And that's okay. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it wasn't until I was probably in my late teens, maybe mid to late teens. So this is mid 2000s that I actually grew to appreciate Luke as a character. Like just I rather than just being another part of the movie, you know, that that's in another character that's in there. That's the main character. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know, I understand what he was doing. You know, he was you know, he was truly doing what the Jedi he was truly becoming especially in Return of the Jedi becoming what the Jedi should have been. Right. You know, Obi-Wan and Yoda for as wise and as great as they were were still stuck in their mentality from the I guess what would become, you know, the prequel trilogy which is what led to the Jedi's fall in the first place. They wanted him to show up and kill Vader. That's what they wanted him to do. They wanted him to kill it, to kill Vader. Otherwise, you know, then the emperor's already won. That's what he said when that's what, and, and Luke was above that. He's like, no, I'm not going to kill him. And again, and and it wasn't he, of course he teetered, you know, once Vader pushed his buttons. Well, that's episode six, Luke, that says I'm not going to kill him. Right. Yes. Episode five, Luke, believed in his heart that the only way to defeat the empire right. was to kill Darth but, Vader. Yeah. And Yoda is like, bro. Yeah. You're not ready. <laughs> but, but that you're, is you're not, not the, how this is going to go. <laughs> you're not that guy. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and, and, you're not that guy. You're not that well, guy. <laughs> well, and uh, di- didn't you find it kind of cool too, to see, you know, the, the way that Yoda um, played himself as the bumbling, weak, feeble man to inter- to break Luke's al- disillusion of him, mm-hmm. um, to break who he thought was, isn't that a lot like what Luke did to Ray, tossing the 
Just, I don't think so. You don't think you I don't? Luke, th- I don't Luke th- does it more, more intentionally. Yoda, Yoda's sneaky about it, right? Yeah. Because Yoda, of course, could dance circles around Luke, and he and he and we we are aware of that. Yeah. As as not you know, understanding that this Jedi Master is the most powerful creature, but in we, the universe. But I don't think I, definitely the first few times I watched Star Wars when I was trying to analyze it, we didn't have any of the fir- the, the prequels. It was just the three, four, five, and six canon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think I ever truly grasped the power of Yoda, the entire series. It's never really shown to you the extent of his power is never displayed. It's talked about. It's felt by Luke, but you never get to see it. I think, um, sort of. I would agree with you there. I um I think that when he stood toe to toe with Palpatine in three, of course, this is the prequels. Oh, in like three, you said. no, yeah, yeah we but, learned but, that after the fact, right? And- but yes, in the in the original trilogy, yeah, it, it's something that we just kind of understand. I I guess, but I don't think I don't think seeing. Okay, I don't think seeing Yoda in on Dagobah mm-hmm. hits as viscerally to him. Then just toyingly, just closing his eyes and lifting the X-wing out of the, the mm-hmm, you know, the swamp. I, I don't think that hits as hard. It once, unless you've already seen him stand toe to toe with Palpatine and flip mm-hmm. around and fight like that. That actually makes him now this this guy on Dagobah doing just this stuff when Luke's coming there, going, "I heard you were the bet," you know. Mm-hmm. That actually makes that hit harder. I, that's interesting, but anyway, to to go back real quick, like how yeah, you said, okay. with, with what Luke was doing with Ray, um, I don't think that that was, I don't think that that was Luke's intention. The way I interpreted the movie when I the two times that I've seen it, I don't think he was testing Ray to to reveal what her true character was like when when no. things weren't going her way, like like Luke, like Yoda was. Okay, but I also, I all, I wasn't making that point. I was saying Luke was Luke Luke recognized that Ray came to find him with an intention on what she thought he was. Yeah. The same way Luke went to find Yoda with a, with a preconceived notion of this masterful power, greatest Jedi. And it's not what he expected to see. Yoda didn't act like he expected to see. I think. See, but now I guess I can see where you're going, but he didn't know that was Yoda when he saw him. Right. Uh, But it wasn't until Yoda stripped the facade away and was like, no, I can't teach this kid. He's not ready. And all of a sudden, and then and then Obi Wan started talking, you know, and, and in the hut. And then he's like, "Oh wait, you're Yoda." But that's that's exactly why Yoda did that. Oh, I, I, I yeah, yeah. For so sure. that so that Luke could not think about with any ego about mm-hmm. Yoda, right? And and so I think you don't think Ray Luke Luke in his own way was was doing the same thing and not not wanting to be the person. Because to, to he my, wasn't to but. my to my interpretation, just me. Okay, I honestly think at that point in the story, when you know at the beginning of eight, Luke didn't honestly give a shit. He didn't care. He didn't because Yoda knew Luke was coming. Ray showed up to Luke's doorstep, and Luke's like, "No, I don't care. You can do, you can do whatever you want. I don't want any part of this. Get out. Huh? Leave me alone." That wasn't that wasn't the. That was the energy that I got out of Luke. It wasn't him putting on a facade to see, okay, is she actually ready for this? It's no, get the fuck out. I want to be left alone. Did you see anything I there? Think knowing knowing what we know about 
Luke and his journey and the wisdom that he had come to Mm -hmm. knowing everything that had happened, you know, understanding Mm -hmm. the teachings that Yoda had given him. I mean, he, he, Luke has knowledge of what had happened with Palpatine and Yoda and and the fall of the Jedi by that time. Mm -hmm. He relays some of that knowledge to us, the viewer um, in a way that lets us understand that he understands what's happened. He's seen the movies too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's not just like, I've been on, I've been on this Island. Uh, The last thing I remember was uh, uh, my hut burning around me. And then I flew here and threw my ship in the water and then you showed up. Right. So no, he, he has been studying. He is aware. He, he knows the tricks. Mm-hmm. He can do the ghost thing. Like this is a thing that yeah. we can do, yeah. right? Um, but what he doesn't do is he doesn't lead Ray on. He is not playing games. So, Aaron, that was your that was your point, I believe. Yes. It was the not. Uh, he's not here to play games with Ray. He has no desire to train Ray because the galaxy is better off without a Jedi Sith conflict. That's that's Luke's. What he's believed today. Sure. On that day, when Ray shows up, he's like, you know what? My current musings are that there should probably be no Jedi and no Sith. So, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> not only will I not train you, um, I'm going to highly encourage you to uh, give it up. Yeah. You know, and if you want to go and get yourself killed, I'm not going to stop you. But I'm not going to get you. I'm not going to train you as a Jedi. You know, yeah. to train the next generation of Jedi's is not going to happen at all. Yeah, and I think that Yoda was aware of what was happening. This was this is the son of Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I know you've been coming. We've been planning for this for a long time. I just talked to your boy Obi Wan, who just told me that Luke's on his way. He had a little near death experience. He's got some Force stuff going, and yeah, and I and I think that um, maybe in my my early childhood, I. I didn't really understand the powers that Yoda had because it was very easy, very, you know, demure, um, not very, you know, exciting character. But then when I thought about it, like, what is the force trick that we see Yoda do? Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the ship swamp pole, right? right? Okay. What is the force trick that we see Luke struggle with? Yeah. It's pulling a, a, a 12 cylinder, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 10 ounce metal rod out of some snow from one meter away. Yep. And what does Yoda do the very first time we see a force trick out of him? Yeah. He makes Luke look ridiculous. Yep. Okay. Here's that trick that you couldn't even do at the beginning of this movie. And I'm going to do it right now with no practice chilling here with my eyes closed yeah. he didn't need to close because what does yoda need to close his eyes he right. closed his eyes because he wanted luke to understand that you don't need eyes exactly you know your eyes can deceive and you so, don't trust them and so in that moment i think the, the 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 novice fan is like oh yoda's got some powers right but i think i think the wise fan says oh snap luke's not even close yeah, yeah. there is no way that if, if if this creature is saying you can't face him, yep, I couldn't face him, and the emperor, good, nope, you're not that guy. Yeah, I'm not that guy. But two minutes ago, I did some stuff that you couldn't do, and you you don't believe me. Yeah, I mean we don't even we don't even see Yoda use a lightsaber oh, because yeah. because we understand 
by then that Luke's weapon as a Jedi, Yoda's doesn't need weapons. Yeah. He he's he's lived on this swamp for decades with a stick. Yeah. Okay? Well, so what's a better trick than that? See, yeah. that's 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 that is why so, I I took it so close to being Luke becoming Yoda, living alone, mm-hmm. doesn't need a weapon. Like I just thought everything, and oh wow, what a way to be that kind of pay homage. No. It comes circle. Okay. Luke Luke did what Yoda did for the opposite reason. Yoda knew that he had to go into hiding because he had to stay alive because he needed to train the next generation of Jedi because we had to overthrow the Sith. And the only way you were going to overthrow the Sith was with powerful Jedi who could convince Anakin to do it. That we had to connect Anakin with his son and if not his son, then something good in him, because no one else was coming close to the Emperor. We could train an army of these little lightsaber wielders, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Luke went to isolation because he literally was done. Now, he could have flown his starship into the sun. No, we, we get that, right? We, he could have decided, you know what? Isolation is for suckers. I'm going to see how fast I can make the ship go in the direction of nothing. But... Yeah. He did want to have some time to meditate. Yeah. I mean, he had three, two friends on this entire planar existence, right? So yep. spending time with them and shutting himself off from the force and just saying, you know what? I'm, I'm outie. Yep. I can't do it. I am not the person who I thought I was. And realizing that that was hubris, that the Luke that we see in, at the end of the return of the Jedi and the Luke that we see, you know, cutting through dark troopers mm-hmm. and, you know, making making a fool of every one of Jabba's henchmen unarmed half the time. Yep. That that's not good enough. Yeah. That's not gonna stop Supreme Leader Snoke and Kylo Ren and the First Order from just carving a swath of destruction through the galaxy. Yep. And they were they were more terrible than the Empire. And the Empire, you know, smiled with sharp teeth yeah. right the empire insidiously just came to your planet and and gave you food and clothes and freedoms and just you know you kind of live under their thumb yeah right the first order no they just stole your children they yeah. probably were gonna blow up your planet yeah um and luke saw and luke knows evil when he sees it. yeah you know uh, dj says it too he's like you know the rebellion, the empire, the first order—it's all the same. It's yep. another day. Yeah, but but what he doesn't know is what Luke knows is that no, this this is truly evil. Yeah, yeah, and so this, so, is, so this is this is this this is Palpatine sinisterness, not the friendly face of the the Galactic Empire. Um, right. You know that's that's here to cause order. Yeah, and end the chaos. This is this is Death Star shit. Right. This is this this is that covert, sneaky evil, yep. and Luke doesn't want any part in that because he knows that if he gets pulled into that conflict, it's just going to widen it. Yeah. Okay. It's the invasion of Afghanistan in 1982. Right. Exactly. It's not going to. It's not going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to get better. 
Yeah, it's, this is good. It may feel good for a minute, right? But no, no, we're no, we're still going to be having these conversations uh, uh, forty years later, so. right? Of course. Cheers, Cheers to current events. <laughs> Cheers to current events. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to uh, say this now. Okay, so take yourself back, and and let's talk about what the the prequel series did for you guys as fans. Okay. Um. You had your canon. You you'd watch four, five, and six. You'd maybe read a couple other books at that time. Um, the, you know there there was extra Star Wars stuff. There were some video games. Um, what did the I don't what did the 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 first three do for you in as far as setting events forward, building on okay. Quick aside, I'll, 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 I'm will i going to pin that. I'm okay, gonna come right put, back put to a it. pin in that. I'm going to pin in that. I'm going to come right back to it. You mentioned video games. Sparked a memory that I want to share before we get to that question. Okay, please do. My Perhaps my earliest memory of you, Matt, was coming into your room and you were playing Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2. Yeah, yeah and, I was. And you, uh, I believe you were on, I played the shit out of that game throughout my childhood so i have yes. a pretty good memory of it and i'm pretty sure you were on the level where kyle katarn comes home to find the hollow recording from from his dad right sure and we were sitting there watching you play it and you were like cutting down or shooting down jarek's men because you hadn't got the lightsaber yet and grandma comes in and just what are you doing and you're like i'm playing video games and you're and you're just shooting all these guys down and he's like oh that's so violent you don't need that and you, your your reply was just so brilliant to I don't even remember how old I was. You're like, it's Star Wars, Grandma. <laughs> like, <laughs> just the way that with it, and I was like, okay, I like this. Well, guy. that must mean it's okay. <laughs> I, I like this guy. And then I th- I'm pretty sure she just walked out of the room at that point. But I was like, okay, this is I, I like this guy. He he knows his stuff. I, I like him. So I just wanted to share that memory. That's one. Of, that's probably my earliest memory of you that I. Yeah, it must have been seven. Well, that's nice of you, and I, of course, I remember that game very well. I don't remember the level or even the yeah. plot, but yeah, yeah. Um, um, that's cool. I, I certainly don't remember that conversation at all, but yep. that's you know, yeah. kind of you to remember that. It's a co- core memory. But anyway, coming back prequels. Yeah, um, I was in fifth grade when a Phantom Menace came out. Yes, yes, yes. Um. So I, you know, I grew, and then from fifth grade, then I saw, I think episode three was sophomore or junior year of high school. I can't remember. It's one of the- 2003, right? 2005. 2004. 2005? Okay, we got to look it up. But either way, it was was either my- Do you remember, Matt? Adam Menace came out in 99. No, 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 Revenge. Sith. 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 2006. Five. 2005. 2002, 2005. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 2005. That's what I thought. Okay. So from elementary school to high school. And so that was, to me, I, I loved the prequels. They were, I have, I still love the prequels. I completely acknowledge their flaws. I know that they're there. I unironically enjoy them. Yeah. There's there's been like a resurgence of um, internet popularity with the prequels because they, a lot of the the more ridiculous moments have been turned into memes, 
And so that's become a big thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I brought a gunship to show off. I love it. I love it. I live and adore all prequel things. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love it. I'm surrounded by armies of clone troopers at my desk. Armies of them. And so here's their ship. Oh, it's fucking awesome. And I remember a thing of beauty. I remember the first time seeing each of the prequels in theaters. I remember watching episode one in theaters for the first time and yep. two and three. And I just enjoyed the shit out of all of them. <laughs> and then it, uh, I think that it did a really, there are, there are things that don't quite connect as smoothly to the, to the original trilogy as one would hope. You know, there's some things that don't quite line up, but I think that the prequel trilogy does a hell of a job setting up and giving us the backstory for what we are, because we came into the middle of the story, it gave us the first half. And I think that the overall story arc from one through three is great. Um, so yeah, it definitely deepened my appreciation for Star Wars. How about you there, man? Um, so I can, uh, one of my core memories mm -hmm. uh, was skipping school senior year to go see uh, Star Wars in theaters. Because I had only seen the Star Wars in the theaters, uh, which were the uh, special edition. The re-releases. Re-releases. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which obviously was, you know, amazing. Star Wars in theaters. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, but, you know, to see a new Star Wars movie the day it came out was life-changing and it was my favorite movie of all time yep and i think the reason it was my favorite movie of all time is because it was new star wars it was amazing it looked breathtaking it was fun and it was mine yeah like it wasn't it wasn't a movie that i had to record on tv it wasn't my older cousin's movie it wasn't you know um, something that that was handed down to me, right? Um, from because I was five, or you know, because it came out when I was you know two years old, right? And exactly. so I have zero memory of it. It's, yeah, it's this was my movie, and yes, and I felt like they had been making this movie for you know nearly ten years. Mm -hmm. it wasn't that long, probably, but like it, it felt like we'd been hearing about this movie for a long time, and and here it was, and it was amazing, and. I mean, yeah, I, there were parts that I thought were silly, but like, I was like, yeah, I could see how this movie is also made for like, if I had a kid brother, they would be totally into this movie. Right. And if this was my very first Star Wars movie ever, the very first thing I'd want to do is go and watch all the other ones. Yep. Um, so, I, you know, I loved it. And uh, um, on my uh, 21st birthday, I saw the next one in the theaters. So it was like. Dang. 21. 21, 21 years old. 21 years old. I had my first drink at a bar. Couldn't stay too late because I had um, a, a 9.30 or 10 o'clock 10 o'clock tickets with me and my friends to go see the next one. And I just remember getting back to the house at like 1, one in the morning. I was like, Yoda is the best ever. <laughs> Don't even mess yep. with him. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you guys even know? <laughs> Dude, I, I have such, oh my gosh. such a vivid memory 
watching with my best friend Gavin watching episode two in theaters when Obi-Wan was chasing Jango threat, uh, Jango Fett through the rings of the planet and those fucking, those, those seismic charges, the sound that those made were, it was so, it was, and then the, the freaking rotating, you know, the, the guns on, on slave one, that was just the coolest Uh, shit. You mean Boba Fett's fire spray spaceship? Indeed. Yes. That's that, that is, that, that is indeed what I mean. Um, good catch. But yeah, that, so, and, and at that time I was, yeah, I was in seventh or eighth grade and, the the what I now come to recognize as cheesy love dialogue didn't phase me at all because like you said this is new this is more new Star Wars yeah and even now it's like yeah I it's not the best written dialogue in the world but I don't care I really don't I still I still love it I still love that whole movie I love the whole side plot of Obi Wan playing detective and f- uncovering the origins of the clone army um. I, and yeah, that was uh, episode two. And then the final, seeing the glimpse of what Anakin would become when he slaughters the Tusken Raiders. I wish I wish we had gotten more of it, but it was, I understand the restraint. You, you wanted more Raider slaughter? I, I did. I did want it. Because like I said, <laughs> Vader, Vader was my favorite, man. And so I wanted to see more. I think he just wanted more unbridled Anakin power before he was stripped into Vader form. Yeah. Yeah, and so because that's what everyone's waiting for, right? That's what that's the culmination, yeah, of the prequel. So, but, but we just got a taste of it, and I loved the whole thing in in the uh, the Coliseum on Geonosis. I love the clone trooper battles. Although oh, yeah. one thing that was in, always interesting to me, yeah, at the time, even at the time, but bef- bef- even before Episode Three. Watching it, especially because it's set up right at the end, right when Palpatine is looking on as the clone troopers are loading into the ships, and we hear the Imperial March playing in the background. It's like this is going to become Palpatine's army. This is what they're made for. And when I saw all of my other Star Wars friends celebrating the clone troopers because they're so awesome and they're so great, it's like you know these are going to be the stormtroopers, right? This is, you know, th- this is going to become the Imperial Army. You're and you're rooting for this. And mm-hmm. and to me, I was because I, I wanted that to happen. I couldn't wait to see that happen. Well, you knew you knew that's exactly what had to happen for Vader to be Vader, for everything to happen, yeah. for the rebels to be exist. And, yeah. And so, yeah. you know, that was something that I found, you know, interesting. Do you think um, do you think the way they portrayed the the final fight and everything that happened between Obi Wan and Anakin. Do you think that played out well? Do you think that's what it needed to be? Do you think it could have been different? Were you happy with that that scene, that ending, knowing who Obi Wan was, already knowing who Vader was after that fact? Did you think that served its justice for that moment? I do. I think um, I'll, I'll I'll be brief with this. I think it you know. I was a little disappointed because in all of in some of the marketing up into that like interviews they they told us that the fight between Obi-Wan and Anakin was going to be uncut. It was just going to be straight Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting for 5 minutes or 10 minutes or however long the fight was and that's all we were going to see. And so when it ended up being spliced with Yoda and Palpatine I was a little just a smidge disappointed with that. But at the end what was actually delivered to my eyeballs on the screen and to my heart as a Star Wars fan 
was incredibly satisfying. And I think, you know, because for years there was, you know, the um, expanded universe rumblings that Obi-Wan cut down Anakin on a lava planet in a volcano. That was, that was. No, that's, that's what George said. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. Okay, so, so, I mean, so, it wasn't yeah, musings. Yeah. It was like, oh, that's how it's going to go down. We're going to finally see the lava duel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're right. So, to so see when we saw, when we saw Anakin, like, going to the Mustafar, yep. the moon of Mustafar. And then we realized that, oh, there's lava there. I can just remember being in the theater going, oh. Oh, yeah. That's the lava planet. Yep. We finally saw the lava planet. Oh, God. That means that Obi-Wan's going to come there soon and murder him. Oh, I know. <laughs> this was, you know, like, I mean, to, to, to liken it to something with in recent memory, this was like Clegane Bowl before Clegane Bowl. As soon as we saw the lava planet, it was, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Get hype! Get hype! It's coming, and oops, sorry, and uh, just getting excited thinking about. We're talking it. about season seven. <laughs> Why are we doing that? I I'm sorry to bring it up. I'll never do it again. That's another please, podcast. Please forgive me. Uh, are we doing me. ice and fire next week? Let's yeah. do this. Oh, dude, I'm down. But anyway, so and I saw episode three midnight preview. I got to my mom. Let, I saw it with my friend Gavin and my friend Alex, and. Uh, Mom let me skip school the next day because we got home at like four o'clock in the morning. Yep. What and the heck kind of a movie was this at midnight? It gets out. I don't. I don't know. It was. It, it was. It, it was an Alaska thing. It was in Alaska because we had to drive forty-five minutes to the theater and forty-five minutes back. Was it through the snow? Was it uphill? Both ways. By was dog it sled. By yeah. dog sled. I was gonna say. Three dog sled or dog sled. Three of the dogs died on the way. <laughs> Either there. way. Yeah, but uh, no. Anyway, so but, either way, she let well, me. Well, that's cool. You guys had school. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but we didn't have email. We had ice mail. Yep. Yep. Skip, skip uh, hot right on slabs of ice with hot coals and skip them across the water to each other. That's how we communicate in Alaska. But um, anyway, so oh, but, yeah, yeah. you guys had wet water. That's cool too. Only for about a month in the summer. As long as yeah. Is that when it was light outside? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> yeah, episode three, incredibly emotionally charged, hit me on all the right levels. I couldn't have been happier. And that's why three, even to this day, is number two on my Star Wars films behind Empire. It's, I think that the, I said I was going to be brief and I lied. I think I'm anyone sorry. who doesn't have uh, Sith on their top three or four Star Wars list is drunk or high. I agreed. So. Yeah. Agreed. So yeah, Matt, please. Uh, you, it's, you, it's uh, it's one. Of, it's 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 probably the best all around Star Wars movie. And no, no know. disrespect to Empire Strikes Back, but Empire Strikes Back is not the best all around Star Wars movie. It's a good movie. You're 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 not wrong. You're not wrong. I, I don't <laughs> think I I think I still put Empire at number one, but it's not it's not it's not by much. So I definitely can see where you're coming from. But uh. Yeah, the prequels. The Last Jedi, though, <laughs> is the best one of them all. It's not. It, it's not the worst. It's it's you know, not the we worst. didn't talk about the one that was actually the worst today yet, so we can talk about that another day. Well, that that's coming. That's actually where I want to end before I go. Okay, and all right. Let's talk about the worst one. <sighs> Season seven of Game of Thrones. Here we go. Fuck Jamie's character arc. Let's let's <laughs> jump into it. He never cared Let's for those people anyway. Let's talk about season seven. Let's <laughs> talk about how it all ends. Go ahead, Aaron. Ask your please, questions. Please. 
um, what made it, why did it, why in your eyes was it so bad? Um, this is a regurgitation of his first question about eight. Yeah. I, I but, but this one is actually meant with, with real, real curiosity. Why, why go, go ahead, Rusty. What, why do you think everything it's your least, it's one of your least favorites. I could, I was just watching. I've seen it one time. One time That's was not enough. enough times. It was plenty. It was plenty times. I don't. Oh, I don't. Nice. The fact that they had to cr- basically because the fan backlash. I know. I know. Eight was critically acclaimed, but the fan backlash against Eight was so strong. Yeah, it turned so many people off of Star Wars. I know. I've talked to many people personally and reading testimonies online that they had to go into damage control. They had to do. You know. They had to. They had to try and patch things up, so they basically had to cram two movies into, into one. Into one, it was. And now look, from a from a story standpoint, Vader is my favorite character. But I think my favorite character to watch is Palpatine. The way way Ian McDermott portrays Palpatine on screen, it's so it's just like mwah, Chef's kiss. It's so he has so much fun being the true bad guy in star Wars. Yeah. And he revels in it and he plays the shit out of it. And I love it. And so even though there's no reason for him to be back, and it was a clone. It was a clone of him. No, it was the real deal. It was the real deal. But wait, wasn't, wasn't, no, was he was a clone. Yeah. He was a clone. They're clone. He was a clone. Oh, okay. You're right, but it was With it was force force imbued clone. Okay, yeah. So it was still his force. It was his essence inside yeah. of a clone. Yes, correct. So, um, but uh, yeah, and so I still loved every second that he was on screen playing Palpatine. That was the one thing from that movie that I genuinely enjoyed. Yeah. Um, the dialogue was. I can't. I mean, it was just awful. awful. It was, and there was so much. Zipping from place to place to find one MacGuffin to find another MacGuffin, and so much conveniences and so many plot points that were introduced for no reason. That like Chewbacca's death that was resolved in literally the next scene. Yeah, I liked the death fake out. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that that made the movie, but like, it was. That wasn't that. I, I didn't hate the death fake out. It could have been executed way better. Like at least put a little bit of time between the fake out. And the reveal, right? Like, but, yeah, but that would have made the movie another hour longer. Oh, you're right. And then you would have had enough too chewy long. in it. Yeah, I, you know, you're right. There, there's, there's, well, there's good death figure. It, it's one of those like these motherfuckers just killed off Chewie. Yep. Off camera. Yeah. In a nothing. Yep. It like almost created that level of spite, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, which you didn't see with. Uh, with Han, you know, so uh, I get why they wanted to make sure we knew he was uh, oh, it was more important that Ray thought he was dead. dead. Yeah, that that that's that Not is us. that's a good point. But, but I did like the death fake out because I'm like, oh, she gonna be pissed now. See, and you I know. I remember reading Chewie's death in the New Jedi Order series in the expanded universe. Ah, I yeah. remember they dropped a moon on him. Yep, they sure fucking did. Those fucking Yuuzhan Vong dropped a moon on him. 
And I remember reading that when in I can't remember how old I was. I was yeah. probably in middle school. Yep. And so to like to see them bring that at least for those moments where we thought he was actually dead back to, you know, to on screen like yeah, like you said, those motherfuckers actually did it. They killed Chewbacca. Nope, just kidding. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to get sorry to dash that break your heart, but he's fine. Um, oh, and that's why I liked it because it was like, okay, God. That there's some semblance of sanity here. Also, we needed another MacGuffin. I know the movie was short on MacGuffins, but yep. we needed another reason yeah. for them to do a thing. And rescuing Chewie is legit. Yeah, that Unlike, is legit. you know, finding the thing that leads you to the thing that takes you to the thing. Yep. I would say that those aren't as legit. Okay. That, that, that yeah, you gotta, you gotta well, save Chewie. So do you think, um, did, did you, I kind of had a problem with how, did it surprise you? Let me ask you this way. Did it surprise you the extent of Ray's power? Um, by the third... By, by the, that time? Yeah. No. Not really. You don't, Not by then. I think if it had, if if it that if you had seen if we had seen her shoot some lightning in uh the first scene of the first film, we'd have been like, What? She yeah. just figured this out. But I think by that time she'd been doing force things. Yep. She yep. was a force talented jedi by yeah. then she was she was you know yeah she was she wasn't the force incarnate like like anakin was but she was like a nexus point to where you know i, I mean yeah it would, be, it would be no different than if like uh if uh you know suddenly we had in like seasons five or six we saw like ahsoka shoot lightning we'd be like what wait, wait say what yeah. yeah so that's that's why i took the yeah i wasn't like a okay bullshit where, where, so did, she's so, shooting lightning so yeah. where I'm. I may miss something because I. I personally am unaware of this, but sure. we never learn who her parents are, right? Her parents. That's incorrect. Yeah, her, you have missed something. Her parents. Her father okay. is a biological clone of Chief Palpatine, because he's not the type of person to go have regular children. Let's just go there. Okay, so a biological clone child, and her mother was a woman that this man met had a child with and attempted to flee the clutches of of palpatine and so he hires so palpatine so you're telling me that they set up the story i don't know why i don't didn't know this but palpatine made a clone of himself that then went on a clone of himself a bio a a biological offspring clone yeah. Not a, not a little version. It, more like a, a, a like a little version of him. Not like a not like the clone, the clone trooper clones, right? Mm-hmm. Using his own DNA, he created offspring. And then one of Presumably the... with with normal Yeah. So normal so biological means. Yeah. So one of his clone kids went off and ha- escaped his dad's Rain and went off and made Ray. That's right. Yep, that, that's it. Okay. That's exactly right. And so, because she is the son, I'm sorry, because she is the daughter of a force adept or a force sensitive, she may have powers, which is why they attempt to hide her away because they know that Palpatine would never stop looking for her. What they don't know course is that 
he's gonna die. Yeah, and of course yeah. he's gonna stop looking for because mm-hmm. he's dead. Huh. So so uh, yeah, that's um okay. So that that that's and and that does explain her. Although I I hate that it is the is the explanation. It does explain how she is so adept, so fast. That's what I mean. At it's... At, at at wielding the no, force. It's, I think it's so. It, but it's no, the one explanation, but, other than. But why does she's okay. the daughter of a Jedi? Yeah. Well, well okay, but but that to we me, could actually get on board with. It right. seems like she went from having no powers, i.e., Luke, and in less actual temporal time, gets stronger than Luke was in the same amount of time passed from his training. Okay, so are we are we officially are we declare are we having the Mary Sue discussion? I think I don't I know. Don't, what, I don't. I don't buy a Mary Sue because I think that's part of I think that's part of what makes her character what, what the hell true. do you mean Mary Sue okay so a Mary Sue it's it's a literary go ahead it's, yeah, Russ, explain okay. Mary Sue it's a literary term basically yeah because I said it earlier and I, I realized that I was like oh shit I said Mary Sue I, I, and I, I was like ooh are we dropping the M word it's basically she is she's the, the protagonist of her story she everything comes naturally to her. She doesn't really have to overcome many obstacles to progress and gain, become more powerful. And she always wants to do the right thing for the right reasons. There's no ambiguity. There's no gray to character. There's no real flaws to herself. She's just, uh, she's just, she, she always does the right thing for the right things. She always, she gets more powerful than without consequence. And she and yeah, that's basically what. Okay. Mary, it's a perfect character. Basically. Oh, and and Mary Sue is just the uh, yeah. Okay, got you. Is the name got of you? It. Okay, I thought I thought it was some reference to Star Wars specific. No, not okay. no. It's it's a reference to I believe Lost in Space. Yep, yep, um, yep. I get you. Which I'm not saying is better. Okay, so so why would one then say that she isn't one? Because that actually sounds pretty fucking accurate. I well, think... because I think she was mm-hmm. without a backstory. Yeah. I think in the last Jedi, she is very much Mary suing her way through that movie because you do not see any development that would suggest that she actually has learned these force powers, right? Uh, you know, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, we see Luke with some fledgling force powers. He jumps, he pulls things, he's got some lightsaber stuff, he's not, you know, chopping his own arm off, right? But there's a span. Between movies, yeah, right, yeah. There's no span between movies. That's what actually one of the cool things about seven and eight is that there's no span. It's not like a, a week, maybe at yeah. most. Yeah, right. So it just actually picks up like right where the other one left off. So we're not to believe that she's like been practicing. We're not to believe that she's been studying up on these books. There's no evidence in the text or, or in the film that. That she's been like becoming a Jedi. So when she's lifting these rocks, right? When she's fighting these soldiers, when she's uh force pulling the lightsaber with, with Kylo Ren on the ship, it's like, wh- where is this coming from? Okay. And when we remember back to the previous movie, when she just decides out of the blue, you know, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to use Jedi mind trick on uh, Daniel Craig and get him to let me out of the cell. When there's now, when, yeah. when would we have seen that? Right? right. Like when would she have learned that? That's, that's the Mary Sue. Like suddenly 
she has this ability yeah. that she's had the whole time, but we didn't know about it. Yeah. It's only when the third movie comes that we realize that this isn't Mary suing. This is innate. She's had this in her since birth. It's and she's never had a reason to right. do these things. Living a living the hermit life, splunking around star destroyers until now. When she right. taps her emotions. So, okay. Well, hmm. Yeah. I, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Something, something just seems convenient. It, it about was. That. It, it is convenient, and that's my problem with it. Is is that there was a problem that, like, unlike if you look at Luke in Empire Strikes Back, for instance, right? He's he's saddled up. He's going to go fight Vader because that's what he has to do to save his friends, and he feels like he's going to do it, and he gets beat within an inch of his life. And in yeah. fact, and in fact, he he was literally. You know what? When offered the choice of joining Vader, he's like, you know what? I'd rather die. He didn't know that he was going to fall down and get caught on the thing at the bottom. You know, of uh, at no, of that was Cloud he was City. not. He was he, he was attempting to get away yep. because if he stayed, he was going to die or worse. At least down there, right? I don't know. Maybe I'll die. maybe die. Maybe probably I'll die. Yeah, but there's a chance that I won't get worse than death. Yeah, and yeah. so. But he, Agreed. he and what he learned and the trials that he went through rocked him to his core. Correct. He was at the I mean, he was not the same person at the end of five as he was 30 minutes from the end of five. Yeah. Right? When, when you That's saw that's a very good point. And very whereas Ray, when she goes to have her confrontation, she learns her parentage. She escapes without a fucking scratch. And 10 minutes later, she's shouting with joy as she's shooting down you know enemy starships on the guns of the millennium falcon like what did she go through she didn't learn she didn't that that is my thing is is when you watch luke obviously grow and fail yeah inevitably it it created a mindset and then you got to see a a lot of other jedis and representations of them Mm -hmm. in the prequels um and all of them talk about suffering. All of them talk about you. You can tell that every one of them, Yoda himself, had he failed. He had hardness. He 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 suffered yep. to get to be Yoda that we saw teaching Luke. Right, and that was kind of inherent in Jediism until Ray. And there's no suffering. No, and that's the thing is, I mean. You know, she went through some temporary pain while Snoke, while Snoke was doing, you know, his he was lightning her and ha- had her suspended in the air and stuff. She 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 got hurt, but she didn't she she recovered fairly quickly. Yeah. And um so yeah, but but like you said, but then so to fix that when we learn, oh, she's the offspring, you know, she's she's the descendant of Palpatine, perhaps the, you know, within the movies. Perhaps this, you know, the second strongest force user Second to Yoda, although he bested Yoda, you know, they're they're like 1A and 1B. Okay, that makes sense why she is so strong. Because, you know, for as we've learned... Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't because it completely counters the need for Luke to have to have done that being the offspring of Vader. Oh, I I, I get it. And and that's that's one of the problems that I have with with the Disney trilogy. That's it. I mean, you're, you're, you're speaking to it. Yeah, why? And well, but but they have, but also, 
it's also set up that the force runs stronger in some bloodlines than others. The Skywalker bloodline, because the, the, the it's it began with him li- with Anakin literally being conceived from the force, right? But wait, is that is that? Oh, yes. he he was born without a father, so they there's, say. There's, I mean, there's rumblings. Did did Sidious make him? We don't know. Wait, well, I, 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 I mean, not Sidious, Plagueis. Forgive me, Plagueis, not Sidious. Um, there's, there's, but wouldn't it, I also heard it would have been, um, wasn't uh, Uncle Ben's dad didn't know? Didn't Uncle Ben's father know? You mean Uncle? And, Uncle Ben, yeah, f- who who cared for Luke. You mean Uncle Owen? Uncle Owen, right, right. Uncle yeah. Owen, sorry. Yeah. Uncle Owen's father, Cleglars. Cleglars, yeah. Knew Anakin. Anakin's mom. Yes, but but Anakin was already under the tutelage of Obi Wan when uh, when Cleg and Shmi got married. Shmi herself said that there was no there was no father. You know, when, because oh, Qui-Gon asked her in episode one, who was his father? She said, there was no father. I carried him. I gave birth. I can't explain it. And Qui-Gon <sighs> then posed to the, the Jedi Council, said, I think I have reason to believe he was conceived by metachlorians. I know I dropped that M word too. But yeah, I don't know. So that, that, that was the whole thing is that Anakin was, I mean, there's rumble, there's fan theories that Plagueis, what Sidious's master was the one who created Anakin in order to be the perfect weapon to use against the Jedi. But there's nothing in purely the film text to show that that's actually so. The so, all right, Matt, I don't know. I'll catch you up real fast. Uh, we're just talking yeah, about yeah. the, we're talking about the immaculate conception of Anakin and um, whether, nice. whether you, I don't, he wasn't immaculate. Conceived. What did Rusty tell you about how Anakin was built? So I, I'm talking about that that there is there's there's the theory that I mean and it's and it's alluded to in Sith that Plagueis was the one who created Anakin to become to to ultimately sure. be molded into the perfect weapon. Although I but he wasn't born of just midichlorians, the M word. So I but that, that's what Qui Gon said. That's what and so I think it's never confirmed in the film text. And there 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 are no, it's, it's, but it's not head canon either. I mean it's yeah. It's, it's, uh, Anakin is evidence that Plagueis succeeded in his goal, mm-hmm. that he achieved the greatest power that a Sith could achieve, the ability to create life from the force, from the force. Yes. And, and when, the Jedi discover this child who is 10 and 10 years ago would have been right around the time that, that Plagueis was pulling all the strings that that's what the Jedi believe that he may be the virgins in the force, that the force created this character because it is prophesied that the one that will bring balance will come of the force. But what Sidious knows is that this is not a Jedi prophecy, right? This is, this is Sith alchemy. This is nefarious deeds. 
that his master has done what has only been theorized before. And this child has revealed themselves. And it is quite possible that this child is the work of, of Sith. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is not, this is not the virgins in the forest to create balance. Okay. But, By the way, all Jedi prophecies are bullshit. Oh, totally. And that's one of the things that we learn. Oh yeah. Um, in episode eight, by the way, yep. uh, is that no, just because it was written in a book doesn't mean it's so right. And uh, the Jedi at the height of their hubris believed all of these things, including that, you know, you should not make attachments because oh, attachments are evil. Oh no. Right. So, so, so what, what they really did is they villainized making attachments to the point that if you were going to make attachments, you were basically going to be ostracized or you would be, self-loathing so in your so, so let me ask this question who who in fact uh states that the jedi order is in fact good well it's assumed that it that it's good because but from uh, from their point of view of course uh, they think they're good it's obi-wan obi-wan yeah. is the jedi obi-wan yep. is the embodiment of good and he, everything that he does is altruistic and and benevolent and and caring for others, yeah. right? He he's able to let go of his attachment. But right? he his disagreed. No, he disagreed wait. with the Jedi Order a lot, right? And so so Qui Gon did not really. He was the Jedi Order. I mean, yeah. Obi Wan is the perfect Jedi in that respect. That he he has the teachings of his master, who's kind of a great Jedi. Mm-hmm. He's got the the his powder one on one end, who's like a wild card, right? His rogue. Mm-hmm. And and he's been torn. He's been trialed. He's been tempted himself. But every time he's he's towed the line, and he's like, "Nope, I will always do the right thing." And the one thing that he can point to that was the wrong thing was the Sith. was not was not killing him. Yeah, was allowing his heart to guide his judgment for the first time ever. That he that he did not act in that moment to rid the galaxy of evil hmm. when it was right in front of him. And he, and he and because he so, loved Anakin so much, he's like I he he let he just left him there. You know, maybe he had died. So you were like him. a brother to me. Yeah, yeah, you were like a brother. To me. You guys yeah. kill each other. I mean, I know you've killed each other like metaphorically over yeah. the years, but like when given the chance, right? Oh, if I kill you, it'll help somebody else. I think you're generally going to say someone else needs to needs to right. figure it out on their own then because right. I'm not killing that guy. Right. We're going to figure out another way to get around this. Hmm. So, yeah, that would uh, that perfectly put, I think. And so that's why and and even though they're but that's the whole thing is if you look at you know the Jedi as they are as we see them in the prequel trilogy, they again they they fell victim to their own hubris that they felt you know. That there they became dogmatic, really dog as Hasidius, yep. but the dogmatic, narrow view of the Jedi. They had this is the way that it has to be. It's our way or the highway yep. because that's what we say. And guys like Qui Gon were like, well, you know what? There's still actually ways we could do this without really following <laughs> all these ad- ad- strict rules. He was Qui Gon was was 
I got you know to make a biblical reference. He was kind of like Jesus in that respect. He was like, oh, know, very much so. Yeah, he's very like, you know what? So. There's there's different yeah. ways we can go about this and still yeah. maintain and, and end up with the same goal. But th- but that's why they never granted him on the council because he was so out there. He's what the Jedi should have been the yeah, whole time. Yeah, and think of that like that 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 suited up sh- schmucky Yoda that sat on that council casting high order to yeah, to uh, end up right. far, so yeah. far away from that, right? Yeah, it was that, Yoda had to realize that too, and that's and those were Yoda's teachings. Yep. To to Luke, um, to Ezra, to to Ahsoka, to every single person that Yoda got to teach later in his life, he was not teaching Jedi dogma. He was teaching living force the living right. force right is the only truth yep. do not get it in a book in fact we should probably just light the books on fire just burn them burn yep. them down and that's the th- yeah so that's the thing whereas they were you know they were stuck in what they thought they you know for a thousand years the sith were the ones that were growing and evolving right underneath their noses and they were the ones adapting to the times and really changing. And then once once the Sith revealed themselves, they were so far beyond what the Jedi expected them to be, or if they had even expected them to come back at all, that they couldn't. They were not prepared to handle it. Yep. And so their downfall was really was it was their own fault. complacency. It was it was mm-hmm. their own fault. And so and yeah and it, May season. Yeah. On the on the on the on the show right in. Yep. When do you seize it? Yeah, he knows exactly what's happening. He sees the fall, he sees the destruction of the whole Jedi, and he becomes paralyzed. Mm-hmm. He does not know what his own role will be. He knows that he is the catalyst for the change, and he knows that he must defeat the Sith. Right, so he goes and he, he's like, "I'm, I'm here, motherfucker. I'm here to kill you all." Okay, this let let me. I I want to hear your thoughts on this, Matt. Was Mace Windu legitimately defeating Sidious when Anakin showed up, or was Sidious merely buying his time because he knew Anakin would show up? No, no, he was he was cooked. He was cooked. Mace Windu could have Mace. It was over. And and I mean, Sith warriors are not all powerful, right? Okay, neither are Jedi masters. Mm-hmm. They're people. Yep, they're people with abilities, and Sidious realize and you could see it in his face and it wasn't there you know Sidious realized that he he had met his match and if this was going to be about weapons mm-hmm. it's not going to go well see that, that's interesting because i here is a motivated yep. trained murderously intentive oh yeah i grandmaster oh yeah oh yeah if, if there was any of the jedi council that was going to 1v1 Sidious, it was going to be Mace Windu. Windu. Yeah. You know, and so I think because... He told his boys to wait in the hallway. Yeah, yeah. With a lot of help they did. Kit Fisto, punk-ass bitch. Kit Fisto died third, at least. Yeah, yeah. He held held his own the longest. But uh, I am actually of the other opinion. I actually think now that, that, yes, Mace would hold his own, and that he did hold his own legitimately, but I think that what the promise that you think Sidious, Palpatine was sandbagging Mace Windu the whole time? I, I, I think so no. because I, I, no. I because he would have murdered him. He, I don't, I don't think, he, I don't think so. I think he would have murdered. He knew that the promise that he made to Anakin was it was a it was an offer he couldn't refuse. That he that he was he was counting on Anakin showing up at some point, and that once he got there, he would be able to manipulate him 
to do what he needed to do. So do you and think? So I think if if Anakin had made the right choice and said, you know, I'm just going to hang out here and let them deal with this. If he had made the right decision and and Sidious, you know, realized, oh wait, he's not coming. I think he would have at least been able to get out of there, if not turn on the jets and defeat him. But it wouldn't have been easy. I believe that Sidious was playing the long game. Mm-hmm. That that. As soon as he figured out that this was a fight that he was not going to win, mm-hmm. that he was not going to go out the window and die, that he was not going to just stand there and get sliced up into bits mm-hmm. and be the end of the Sith Order, because th- there was no backup no, by that at time. that point, there wasn't, no. Um, Sidious knew that the only long game was Anakin Skywalker. Right. That the only way that Sidious was going to rule the galaxy yep. with Anakin as a side oh, yeah. was to get Anakin to free him yeah and if he kept fighting mace windu mace windu was going to kill him it was he would so i believe that sidious was going to give up the fight and play and play his other hand the anakin will anakin will free me okay anakin can get me out of any trouble i'm in i have like like rossi said i have the secret they're gonna. They can put me on trial. They can put me. They can do whatever they want to me, but they're not gonna kill me. And I got my ace in the hole as Anakin Skywalker. And what he didn't expect was Anakin to walk into the room and to have that 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 crisis point, that that vergence moment, where now this is it's happening now, right? Mm-hmm. I need to get Anakin now to side with me because it was going to be down the road. I was going to be talking to zero off in my cell. Who knows what was going to be happening, mm-hmm. but I now need to let Anakin see that I'm going to die. I, right. Right. So did he sandbag Mace Windu? No, but he kept fighting Mace Windu. Yeah. And he allowed Mace Windu to see that he's too dangerous to be kept alive. This, yeah. I, the only way that this fight ends today is with me killing him because he's not going to kill me. And uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm getting him out of here in one piece. So Sidious knew in that moment, I'm going to have to get him to turn now. Right. And I, but I just think and so he yeah. basically sacrifices his body. He yeah. sacrifices his body. Yep. So Anakin in that moment can free him and turn. Yep. Now he wasn't fully turned. He's like, what have I done? Yeah. Like Anakin knew. Yeah. That was naughty Anakin. Thought he fucked up. But he still had a boom, way. He still had right there. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm warm tongue in your ear, dude. I'm like, oh, dude, we're it's okay. It's not, yep. not the first time. We need to move quickly. Yeah, a lot of we. Yep. A lot of we're in this together. Yep. a lot of cult talk. I'm yep. gonna put my arm to you. You save me, so I'm gonna save you now. We can work together to save. Oh yeah, your and, life. and he was to- and he was totally bullshitting him. But I think that that I think like I you you are 100 percent correct that Sidious knew that the only way for him to achieve his master his master stroke was with Anakin. There was there that was because that's that's what he geared yeah. his whole because well, he, he had lost his real apprentice. Yeah, he geared his, his real apprentice got bisected and thrown out of tomb. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have to do this a different way. Yeah, right. It just so happened that the Force spoke to Sidious in that moment because at the same time. That is, that is his real apprentice. The real Sith Lord. Yep. Lost his life. 
the force revealed this young boy. Mm-hmm. And so here you see, oh, we're going to have to watch your career with, with, with great, great interest, interest. Right. Because he's like, I'm not really sure what you are, but it sounds like, yeah, sounds like you've got some future in the force game. Yep. So yeah, keep your eye on it. And of course, what he's doing, he spends the next 10 years talking his head off grooming. about, yeah, yeah. Grooming. Good yep. word. He's grooming. grooming him 100%. Let me, uh, let, let me move this on a little bit uh, where I realize we're nearing, uh, probably a time rusty may need to be ending soon um i was told no rush oh you were told no rush so we can go a little while longer okay perfect well because because i i want i want i want to talk about a uh, rogue one okay uh, briefly uh i want to talk about uh just as far as you know on film stuff goes we i think we need to talk about mandalorian okay um and then uh i have some trivia that i hope is okay okay so um, like a contest, uh, we can try. We can we can talk about structuring it as a contest. Um, I am worried, even though I I spent some time trying to find uh, fairly uh, deep cutty questions about Star Wars. There are some throw. There are some ones that were just that I know are going to be easy and throw away. Um, and I'm worried it's just going to be too fucking easy for the two of you. So okay. well, if it's too easy, I'll say, oh, this is too easy, and it'll put it out there to your listeners to like respond or something. Yeah. Without right. Googling or cheating or anything like that. Sounds good. Okay. Okay, but so we'll let's so, so, I won't I won't shout out an answer if I believe that the answer is that's too fair. yeah, too, too easy. Too easy. Okay, but let's go to Rogue One. Rogue One. Okay. Thoughts. I think um as far as for as far as the films go. I'm not going to count the miniseries. I'm not going to count um, any other series. I'm counting the film, the films yeah. that Disney is. I think that it might be the best one from a pure Star Wars entertainment, what you expect out of a Star Wars movie. I think that Rogue One delivers that the best of the Disney films, particularly the last third of the movie. I think that the first act of the movie is a bit rushed um i don't really didn't really find myself caring about the characters well, they did reshoot the the, yeah. the second act that's true um so yeah who knows what it was like before they that's true reshot the whole movie i didn't find myself really caring about the characters at all i mean i remember jen erso's name i remember cassian andor's name but other you than, remember the pilot's name nope Said his name like fifty times. I oh, remember oh, dad's name. Remember oh, dad's name? Um, no, I don't remember her dad's name, but I do remember K two S O as well because he was the best character okay, in the right. movie. I remember K two S O. He was fantastic. How um, about how about the two uh, the two characters we meet on our travels? Okay, um, I guess are, are you talking about the uh, the force sensitive guy and his? Mm-hmm. And, okay. I don't remember their names, but I remember the okay. characters. I don't remember, okay. but well, they right. didn't leave that big of an impact on me. But the thing that I love about Rogue One is it it got the feel right. It really did. It felt like I was right back in the original trilogy watching a Star Wars movie. Um, and I enjoyed it. Even the, the world building, the tech, the, you know... So I just I I was thoroughly enjoyed it, and by the time we got to the the climax of the movie, I was just I was enjoying every second of it, and I think that it's one that uh, 
that will be looked higher and higher upon by Star Wars fans as time goes on. Yeah. If, if, even though it is by a lot of people already. Well, I, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people that say that's their favorite Star Wars movie, period. And, yet, and they're not wrong. I think <laughs> they're not wrong to say it's their favorite. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't, that's, I, I wouldn't call it the best, but I say it's the best Disney film. What do you think, Matt? I, I think it is the most Star Warsy of the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's... You know, I, I think, I think uh, we talked about, you know, fan films, right? I mean, Gareth Edwards, probably the biggest Star Wars fan to ever make a Star Wars movie. And oh, that yeah. includes JJ Abrams and George Lucas, right? Yep. yep. It's not George Lucas's. He's not a fan. It's just in his brain. Everybody right. else is a fan. Yeah. And, and Gareth Edwards is like, Super fan, and what am I gonna do with my movie? I'm gonna make a fan movie yep. about the opening crawl of the other movie, and it's gonna be better than the other movies. Yeah, and 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 what? I mean, bring your popcorn. I don't know what else to say. You know, I'd say the only thing. Hands up. Oh yeah, I think the only thing that would have made that movie better for me. I I, I applaud Disney for allowing the main cast to be killed off because it needed to happen, or else it would have created plot holes in the original trilogy like these are the guys that stole the death star plans why aren't they still in the rebellion oh because they all died in the mission right so that i, I didn't all have to die i mean some of them were little people you didn't have to, like, that, that, that you know. okay but mid the main players I, I think that or they could have just been retired they could have gone off to the other end of the galaxy to remove themselves but either way the only thing that would have made it better for me was uh, to Vader to go completely slaughterhouse on the main cast instead of a group of nameless rebels? You know they did they get they just inch out of the off the planet with uh, with the plans and they're out of breath but they're on the ship. Oh, we made it! No, you didn't. You're not going anywhere. That would have been terrible. I think it would have been great. Again, <laughs> as, as 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 the, it was bad enough, they died. You had to guy. see them get slaughtered. Yes, I think at the end. Nah, I, I you would have Tarantino the movie. That'd have been like, ah, oh, you say it, you oh, say no. it like it's a bad thing. Nah, I, as, no, they, as, they, they the way they all went out, including Cassian and Jin, I think were the is the best. It was it was it well gave done. service to the fans. It yep. gave service to the characters yep. because otherwise, otherwise it's for nothing. And I'm not saying it was for nothing, right. but like. The way the way that uh, that Bodhi, mm-hmm. by the way, that's his character. Yep. The way that he dies, right? He dies being the hero. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Um, it bays. I'm gonna save my friend, right? Yep. Uh, I basically know this guy, and we're kind of frenemies, but like, I am gonna do everything I can because I just met these people, and now I'm gonna like be a true hero. And Chiru is like, I have to do this. I'm the only one who can do this, and I'm blind. Right. And when I accomplished that thing, I, I basically I I was a hero. Yep. Like he, he had never been a hero. No. He was a guy in the shadows who was good at, you know, yeah. Donnie Yenning stormtroopers to death. Sure. But that's not the same as like being an actual hero and accomplishing something. Hanging out on Jetta and, you know, helping with some resistance stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and then of course you see the other, you know, the other characters, right? You see, uh, um, that you know, they're 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 laying down their life for a cause. Watching Vader show up mm-hmm. and slaughter the troopers, yep. was great fan service. Yep. But what made it better was that they were nameless and faceless. 
right? You didn't have an emotional connection to these men in the hallway because the emotional connection you had was to the Sith Lord. Yeah. Right. And I guess and I, you would not have wanted to have been in that situation where you're like, I just fell in love with this character for an hour and a half. Right. And now I'm watching them do nothing and get slaughtered by a lightsaber. And I guess for me, I didn't have that emotional connection with the main cast anyway. So the, the Vader fanboy in me would have just been that much more, it would have been that much more tickled to see him yeah. cut them down. Right. That's, that's my own. That's, that's just me, but you are right. That the way that all those characters went out in their own way to get to accomplish the mission was perfect for their characters. And it was, yeah, and, I, it, and, it, and, it, and it was well done. Um, I, so I, yeah, I can't, it's, it's just a, like, I wish they had done this instead, but it's not, it's not a detraction to the movie. Yeah. I, I mean, anything else I think would have been Tarantinoing the characters. That's, right? that, that's a fair, and, that's and a fair assessment. And it was not that kind of movie. Yeah. I no. like that kind of movie. Yeah. Give me a Star Wars Tarantino movie. But not that one. But that wasn't it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's what I just watched. I, I liked, I so, liked the arc. Yeah. So, so one other thing that I like about Rogue One is it just adds so much to Leia's character at the beginning of episode four. Like Vader knows you're on this ship. He just, he literally just chased you from the battle. I know you're part of the Rogue Alliance. You're a traitor. Yep. The plans are here. Get her out of here. And the fucking (laughs) balls on her. This is not a conversation. Right. This is me telling you what's about to happen. Yeah, exactly. And the balls on her to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, to, to still be defined, even though she was just there with him, that that just adds to her greatness to her character. Yeah, That's yeah. one thing I yeah, like. It totally about does. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I agree. I, it was a great movie. Uh. Mm-hmm. I. I, I ch- agree. It was a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> you guys. You guys literally said everything. Um. Mandalorian. Okay. What a wonderful bit of again. Fan fiction. It felt Star Warsy. It felt like a fan of Star Wars made it. Uh, yet it was. It, it it felt like it it gave it a little bit of something else of enjoyment factor for me. Uh, feeling longer, having more story to tell, mm-hmm. uh, better character development. Um, I don't know. I I was really really enjoyed it, really blown away by it. What do you guys think? Um, I think that the highs of the Mandalorian series, both seasons, the highs, the the best parts of it, is the best Disney released Star Wars content that's been made. I holy crap! I'm getting another call. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Who's who, calling this who time? Is this? Who's calling this time? Who is this? Hello? Oh. Oh, I did not forget about you. No, that was my cousin Rusty. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll let him know. All right. Okay, cool. All right. Oh, um, that was my good friend, uh, season seven of the Clone Wars. Okay, yeah, you were gonna say just that. wanted to let you guys know that that was an actual thing that exists. Okay, so I knew you were gonna say that, and I should have prefaced with that I've seen. Because I have not seen season seven of Clone Wars yet, I've heard that, but from several diehard fans, that it is in fact phenomenal, and I. 
<laughs> so and I'm going to I'm going to I'm, I'm blow your mind a little more. I I actually I haven't seen I don't think I've seen a full season of that show because I didn't I was net bring on the trivia. This is yep. going to be lit. Yep, yep. And if it has anything to do with the Clone Wars TV show, I'm going down because I aside from the main I know a few of the main plot points that happen. And I think what I what I need to do is I need to surf the seven seas. And I need to find a way to watch all of the episodes in chronological order because they're not. And that's a bit okay. daunting. Settle down, Chief. There are about eight episodes that air out of chronological order. And they do that intentionally because of character development, not because it was like filmed and out of chronological okay. order. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Right. Um, it's sort uh, of like the so, I'm going to give you the story of the thing that happened before the thing I'm about to show you, not because we fucked up and didn't air it in season whatever. OK, but because it's going to be helpful if you know about this before you see this. That's fair. That's I'm, I'm why sure. you don't jump into season five of a TV show when season one through four are actual options. Sure. So. Absolutely. And and I, and, I, and I'm going to be real. I saw the Clone Wars movie when that was released in theaters, and that left such a bad taste in yeah. my mouth. I'm like, I, I, I don't want to. I, I have no interest in furthering this. Um, so that's that's, and I, I've held on to that, foolish as I, I may be. When I look at, so yeah, I mean, I, I think you can remember that the Clone Wars movie was an actual thing, and that there aren't important plot points discussed in the Clone Wars movie that yeah. matter. Yeah. Other than you meet a new character of Star Wars, yeah, who is the best character, yeah, ever, yeah, that's... introduced in Star Wars. I, I am familiar with her. I am familiar with Ahsoka Tano, and that, so, that is the one thing that I made sure because I knew she was going to be featured in several things that was Disney was going to be because she was a very popular character. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm going to read up on this girl, and I'm going to find out what her deal is. And I. I once I got Pat, you know, because I saw her, you know, being yeah, called yeah. Snips, I'm like, nope, no, I, I don't care. But then I was like, well, I should read about it. So from well, what nobody I, was ever born at maximum likability Jedi skill, except for you know Ray. Yeah. So oh, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, she her character arc is definitely great. And 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 I would say we'll see what happens with uh, with with Din. Um, what's, what I'm really thinking about the show mm -hmm. is that, and to, this is kind of to answer Aaron's question. Okay. What did I, what did I like best? What I like best is what's to come. Like that we've seen the first act of a story. Yeah. The, the, the humanization of this character. Right. And it took but two now seasons. we're going to see what this character is going to do with this newfound humanization and and position in the in the galaxy right yep. because we know that this is sort of this untapped story and there's this huge story arc that is much bigger than him about his people and his planet and what's going to happen next and and i think we're going to start to see like what he's meant to do okay this yep. is going to be a rags to riches or or farm boy luke yep. story yeah Yep. And but we've only seen the first we've only seen the new hope. Yep. Right? Yep. He's a little whiny. <laughs> he's a little curmudgeon-y. Um, he's a little uh, unsure of himself. Yep. And 
seems to be in over his head a lot. And I think that we're going to start to see what happens next. And so that's my favorite part. That's, it's it's the why I like the Clone Wars movie. Mm-hmm. It's because of who these people become. Okay. Right? If you didn't know that Matt Lanter's Anakin Skywalker was going to be the coolest Anakin Skywalker ever. Yeah. You wouldn't care about that Clone Wars movie. Right. Right. There is absolutely no one on this planet who thinks that the Anakin Skywalker in episodes two and three is cool. Is the definitive. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. He's not. He's not. (laughs) He's a little bitch. Yeah. Yeah. We only think he's cool is because we see Vader doing Vader things, right? right? And we're like, right. oh, dude, this is Vader right yep. here, right? Yeah. And, of course, there's no one who thinks Jake Lloyd is going to be the greatest movie villain in the history of, of cinema. Right. Right. Yeah. And that was a lot. I mean, admitted, bless you, Jake. Yep. Like Respect. That's Respect a big, to Jake. Big, big shoes to fill. Yep. Um. And I, he, he read the words that were on the script. Yep. I and mean, just like Hayden did, like yep. you read the words out on the script. It's not your fault. It's nope. clunky. Nope. And it's not your fault that you're whining and throwing things and sand gets everywhere. Yep. So that back to, back to Din and yep. back to Ahsoka, yep. you have to watch Mandalorian season one to appreciate what's going to happen in later seasons. Yep. yep. And if you don't watch the Clone Wars cinema events, you don't appreciate that. Like the animation in seasons one and two of Clone Wars is like the shit that you and I could probably do on our computer game in a weekend right now, but you gotta, you gotta crawl before you can run. So yeah, Yeah. that's, and, and, and if you don't get snips and sky guy, how the hell are you going to get some of the scenes in season five, six? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And with any sort of belief, that these characters matter to each other. Yeah, that's fair. And I and so you, okay, I'll take the plunge. I'll I'll do it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll hit you with the must watches. Okay. Right. So okay. so I'll hit you with some like uh, I'll give you I'll give you a couple dozen episodes. I'll skip some crud. I'll skip some filler. Okay. And I'll be like like must watches would be nice if you have time. Okay. Cool. Lay it on me. Um, and that way you can skip anything that's not on any of those lists. Or if you just want to do the must watches, sure. you're going to get a real fun feel of what Star Wars is. That, so I'm just going to say this. I've said this to my friends before who were looking at me like I was drunk. The best Star Wars mm-hmm. ever yep. are episodes of The Clone Wars. Okay. okay. Now, yes, Erwin Kirshner directed a movie called The Empire Strikes Back. I hear that. I'm aware of this film. Yeah. The best Star Wars ever are episodes of the Clone Wars. Okay. Not the whole show. Not every episode. Sure, but 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 it's at to one be point, found. uh, you know, there's uh <laughs> it's a little silly. Yeah. Jar Jar's in some of them. Ah. Yep. Almost say. Okay. Okay. I will and I I believe you that you believe that, and I don't. And I take that, <laughs> I, I take that seriously. Well, if I just say the best Star Wars ever is, uh, you know, um, <laughs> what was that show? Resistance. Oh God! You could have kicked me off the. You could have kicked yeah. me off the. Okay. All right. That's fair. Uh, the Ewok okay. Adventures. 
None, none, <laughs> none of the trivia questions will be actually featuring anything off the Clone Wars. Okay. Because I don't know them either. Okay. And uh, would you have to know the answer to ask us? Well, the internet can tell you the answer. Well, I that that is true. Um, in my research, I didn't look up anything about the Clone Wars. Okay. I I, I kind of. Honestly, forgot it existed. Okay. In Rusty's research, he didn't look up anything about the Clone Wars either, so don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so that makes just me feel like it's going to be even that much more boring. That's all right. Let's dive into it. Okay, Rusty. So for this next let's section. See, yeah, let's see what happens. All right. For this next section, Rusty, you yep. cannot look at the computer screen. Okay. Um, okay, let me. Uh, I have a computer screen in front of me the whole time. Are you going to trust that I'm not looking at it? Well, I'm going to trust. Honor, on I, the honor system. I have the, the questions I have to pull up on mine. On, oh, I see what you're saying. Got it. Okay, all right. The actual questions I'm going to be asking you. Yeah, and um, I'll, I'll trust that you're not. Uh, obviously, I'll be here. If you see my hands class. going like this, I'm in a typing motion. It's because I'm googling. So okay. you're just going to have to trust that I'm not doing that. Okay, fair enough. I won't look at. I won't look at this at the screen. Also, if I have to Google one of the answers, I'm going to be pretty impressed, and I'm going to be really excited, and I want to know the answer. Okay. So. Okay, so Rusty, no looking. Not looking. I'm looking at your your broken lava lamp. Uh. All right, we're going to start with a couple easy ones. All right. Uh, we already talked about it. I know you guys will know this, but this is also a little for the listeners out there. Uh, what is the color of Mace Windu's lightsaber? <laughs> I know. I'm skip. Yeah, I know. I'll skip that one. Purple okay. for all you out there. How many known colors of lightsaber are there? So are you just referring from what is from, on the film? From for in the films, how many known colors are there of lightsaber? Are it, there in the films? It or just in the known canon world? I'm pretty sure in just the known canon world. In the known, okay. All right. All right. So we're going beyond the films. Yes, not all of the colors of lightsabers were shown in the film. Correct. Okay, that's what I just wanted to make sure here. I, I have a, I, I have an answer. I need to stop looking down at my. I'm going to put my camera up here. Okay. I'm trying to give you. I'm trying to give you a wide angle lens on my camera so you can see that I'm not like looking up the answers. I believe you. Okay, so to my knowledge. Without, didn't, didn't see it. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, to my knowledge, I be, now are we counting like light blue and dark blue? As no, just blue? no. That's just blue. yes, yes. Okay, that's the is Luke Skywalker's lightsaber blue or light blue? It's blue. We're just going with blue. Yeah, yes, it's just, right. It's just blue. Yes. Okay, amethyst is blue. Is light blue? Is yes, blue. Yes. Okay. I, I I assumed that was the case as well, and I counted it as one color. Okay. Then I, mean, I came up with a number. What yeah. did you come up with, Russell? I got eight. Okay. So you have counted more than I have. Okay. What the hell? <laughs> um, I can't. Okay. The uh, temple guards fight with yellow. Yep. As did Kyle Katarn. Okay. Well, and whatever. Ray. Um, <laughs> and Ray's uh, lightsaber. And, oh, see. Yeah. Most Jedi fight with amethyst or green. Yep. So we're at three. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have a Jedi who fights with lavender, so yep. it's four. Yep. Okay. Sith use a red crystal. Yep. So we're at five. Five. 
and uh, Grey Jedi and Ahsoka have white or bleached or whatever you want to stripped, stripped, yeah, stripped crystals, which yep. which gets me to six. Yep, and that's the canon. That's my canon count. Okay, so now is the dark saber a lightsaber? That's my next question. I say it is not. I say it is also. I do not count black. I also do see. I do count black, but not because of the dark saber. It's from the Force Unleashed, the the video game. There which was, is not a canon. Okay, entry. Okay, I that was part of the decanonized. Okay, so then, then you are correct. Then if we're, then, I have only counted six. Okay, so then if we're, so then I'm assuming. So then and if the dark saber counts, then it's seven. I say it is not a no, lightsaber. No. It is a sword. Yes, so, it, it is. So okay, then then six. Then yes, if we're if then that, that yes six. That's that is correct. Okay. The the thing I I count I I um, in my research counted the same thing that says if you count the dark saber as a lightsaber, that is another that is, is seven. Okay, so then yep. Then but we're six not is correct. Not but shout that. out to. Force Unleashed, yep. where you can pretty much choose whatever color you want. Yep. And also in most of the Jedi games, yep. you can pick your saber color and pink. Oh, yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. uh, orange. Yep. And uh, other saber colors are very valid. So. Oh, yeah. That, uh, so, yeah. Okay. You're right. There we go. There we go. Good job, gentlemen. All right, Russ, you don't look. Next question. Okay, not looking. Not looking. Uh, looking at Skeletor up there. Who is the only non-Jedi character... In the original trilogy, to use a lightsaber. Well, I know that one. It's a yeah. trick question. Think, think, Tauntaun, Rusty. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, Tauntaun Solo. Yeah, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. All right. Now, that was a kind of a fun one, though. Yep. All right. I, that was, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good okay. one. Okay, Rusty, you're not looking, right? I'm not looking. I'm not okay. Looking. Um, let's do this here. Okay. Uh, what character? In the in the original ru- making from George Lucas before filming, did George want to make a little person? Can you rephrase? Can you say that again? Sorry. What character in character development as George Lucas was planning the making of a New Hope mm-hmm. of Star Wars? Did he plan originally on making a little person? Do you know this, Rusty? I feel like I do. It's, I, I have it down to two answers. This was in the, one of the original treatments, yep. but this was before Luke Starkiller. Right. Okay. I w- oh. So if it was before Luke Starkiller, I, I, I feel like I knew this at one point in time. I know I did. I want to say it's Chewbacca, but I don't feel like that's right. It is not. Nope. It is, in fact, Luke. That's right. Okay. Yes. Well, and since Matt alluded to my next question, uh, what was the original last name of Luke? Yeah, Starkiller. Rusty would have got that one. Yes. 100%. Now, where do we see that name come into existence again? Starkiller Base. From the First Order. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could also answer the Force Unleashed, Rusty. I could. But that's not canon, so he didn't say anything <laughs> about canon. He said, "Where does it come again?" Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, it was right. an homage the the, the clone of all and of then the, the clone again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of all of the movies, of all of the nine films, in you mean eleven films? You mean six films? 
I mean, <laughs> of the nine Skywalker saga, Skywalker, Skywalker saga films. films. Fair yeah. enough. Which of those movies was the only one to be filmed on one set location? I'm going to go with Revenge of the Sith. Well, well, that they filmed that in like four different four different countries. So yeah, I guess I was going to go with because uh, because of, of the amount of green screening that was done on that on that film, it was so because I know there weren't well. Revenge of the Sith. Well, I guess no. They did go. They did go to the the Skywalker setup there. So that's not. So then you're right. That's not correct. Uh, or the the, the 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 Lars Homestead, I should say. Um, only one to film on one set location. I I mean, does a computer in in like El Segunda count as a set location? Or like, are you talking about like physical set location, like on Earth, like one soundstage? Correct. Okay. On on a single. There, well, then Rusty's right. Yeah. Yes, all mm-hmm. of Revenge of the Sith was shot in one soundstage. One, That's right. One Rusty's studio right. yep. soundstage. Yep. Okay, so yeah, that was yes. They, yeah. Now, <clears throat> point of fact. Yeah. The scene at the end of Revenge of the Sith, filmed at the Lars Homestead was actually filmed when they filmed episode two. Okay. That makes sense. Cause why, why go back there? Right. Why so go- does that mean that they filmed it on one location? I don't or because it was filmed at the time of filming another movie. Uh, my, my understanding was what they filmed that, uh, not actually planning it to be used in Revenge of the Sith when they shot it during the filming of Clone. So because it didn't have a future home, we're not going to count it as a Revenge of the Sith filming. Correct. Everything intentionally filmed for Revenge of the Sith was all shot on one soundstage. Yep. Sounds about right. Rusty's right. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's go one for the bad guys. Another question here. The bad guys. God, I thought you were this one is a little easier it's a fun one uh what was the first appearance of boba of boba fett the rusty knows this one the first appearance of Boba. Fett. yeah it was the uh the holiday special ding 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 good job matt knew that too obviously have you ever have you watched the holiday special have yes i it? have okay i was just wondering if you it's you gotta watch you, you have, have to. to watch you have to yeah yeah, it's it's a rite of passage. You have. I to mean, Life it. Day every year on Life Day, I watch it. <laughs> okay, let's. Here we go. Um, uh, oh, this one's easy. Uh, how many languages can C three PO speak? Uh, well, we don't actually know. A, a proc- okay, you can. He does approximate it. Over seven million forms of communication. It's over eight, and one of them is apparently Sith. Oh right, yeah, apparently, but but he he can read it, but he can't he can't speak it. In no, the, he he's not allowed. Like it's not in his programming to speak it aloud. Yeah, lot. right. Yeah. In the original movie, he said, "I speak over six million languages." Six million. Yeah. Was what he said originally. The first time we see him say that number is he says six million. Okay. Yep. Including uh, um, bocce. Yes. Yes. That was that was that was binary <laughs> language. <laughs> Of moisture evaporation. Indeed. Okay. Uh, and binary load lifters. <laughs> Indeed. 
Yes. Which we actually see one in Rogue One. That's pretty great. I see three PO when they're standing there. Yep. Which is a deep cut because it's a fan movie. <laughs> You're correct. That, yeah, that was the ultimate fan fiction. Okay, here we go. Next one on the Empire Strike Back. Empire Strikes Back. Which bounty hunter is w- actually wearing a costume from an old Doctor Who episode? Bosk is my answer. That sounds about right. It is, I, in fact. Well, I mean, okay, I'm just going through. I mean, there's four loams, the, the droid, Zuckus is the ugly one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to count Boba Fett. IG-88 is not really wearing a costume. He's just a prop. Yep. So, um, I you know, you said Boba, uh, you said uh, Bosk. Yep. Um, Doctor Who. Well, as a non-Doctor Who fan, this is an educated guess. I'm just going to say... I'm just going to say Zuckus because Forlom is a very Star Wars-y looking alien or a very Star Wars looking droid. And so because you're saying uh, Bosk, I'm going to say Zuckus. Okay. It is, in fact, Bosk. Ah. Yeah, good job. <laughs> and and for anyone wondering, uh, if you look up the Doctor Who episode, The 10th Planet, uh, is that the alien? Enemy that the doctor fights in that one is the same costume as Bosk wears. It's pretty great. It's some good trivia right there. All right. Nerd uh, alert. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. All right. Nerds. Okay, here we go. Next one. Okay. How many people does Darth Vader kill in The Empire Strikes Back? How many people does he kill? Oh, that's a tricky question. That's a but also it's a trick question. Yeah, because are we in the Empire Strikes Back? We are led to believe a character is killed by him, but in the expanded universe, it is later revealed that he merely was incapacitated, but he did not die. Oh, you're talking about the uh, um, the uh, claymation where they all just uh, dress up in beards and uh, wigs. And uh, and glasses, and they pretend that they've been dead. Uh, he would just use his lightsaber and kill us, so we just pretend to choke. <laughs> I am not. I mean, Jenkins here no, has been I'm, killed I'm, ten I'm, times. I'm, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Captain Nita, because uh, in in the movie it looks like he Vader strangles him to death. Okay. Well, he hella kills Admiral Ozzel. Oh, oh, Ozzel is gone. He's donezo. Awesome. So, so I'm going to go with two, Admiral Ozzel and Captain Nita. I don't think that Captain Nita pulls through. Okay, I just know that it, I know that in an expanded universe in the legends, Captain it is revealed that Captain Nita did not die. So I'm going to say one because he said two. Well, uh, all of my research says two as well. There okay. is nothing that actually says Nita does pull through. In the movie, no. Um and yeah, it 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 wouldn't really solve anything for Vader to to not be that good at it. So I, I'm just I'm just going by what I but what I'm what I know. But I will but in the movie it sure looks right. like he dies. Two. So two is an acceptable answer. Two is a, two is a correct answer. I mean, he keels over. Oh yeah, totally. He slumps down and everything. But I, I he makes an appearance in in an extant Batman universe novel. I don't remember which one, but I know he's there. Might have been Truce of Batcura. I don't remember. 
He's not in the Truce of Bakur. No, you're you're okay. You're right, but I know he's in one of them. Where do we see the droid IG Eleven? We just talked about this show a bunch. Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to see if uh, I could throw a sneaky one in there. (laughs) But what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Where where do we see the where do we see the the droid two one B? I know this one, Rusty. And how many movies is two one B in? Two one B. Two one B. Let's see. I, I just have to think of two one B's in three movies. Hang on. You know, I think two one B might be in three movies. I think uh, is it really the same two one B, or is it just the same model that was with had different designations? So I have to believe that it's the same one because okay. they wouldn't be just like here's another one. Although we did see another C-3PO droid in The Empire Strikes Back. But it's, his designation was not C-3PO. Right. So so obviously the answer that you might be looking for is 2. Because 2-1-B is definitely in... Um, Empire Strikes Back. In, okay, he's definitely in Return of the Jedi yeah. on the command ship yeah. in the background. They just stuck him in the background. Okay. But I think 2-1-B might also be at Dakar. On the resistance base. Okay, that's fair. but that's this, just like Rusty said, or just we don't know if that's really two one B, and it's a many years removed. Right. So, so I'm going. I'm going to go with one. Well, I'm going to make sure that you know that it's at least two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. it is at least two. And where do we see him on the first in the in his first appearance? Oh, he was uh, he was the healing droid that put Luke in the back to tank on the Hoth base. Thank you very much for it's the facts. for the precision. Spitting facts. All right. That's facts. Uh, but I think he. I think we see two one B on Dakar. So if if there are fans listening to this that have made it this far, and can confirm or deny that two one B is at Dakar, let me know. I would because I feel like I see like in my head cannon. I've seen that droid in the background. It probably was. But- and I wouldn't even be surprised if it's in the background of Rogue One. Yeah. But I don't remember seeing him in Rogue One. Right. I don't either. Well, again, uh, you guys already talked about the the droid from my next question, which was K two. Okay. Uh, we've already discussed him. Okay. So uh, I will go on to this. Rusty would have preferred that K two be slaughtered by Vader. One hundred percent. Actually, his no his the sacri- sacrifice his was, sacrifice was valiant. Yes, that it was, was amazing. His sacrifice was valiant. One hundred percent. But everybody else's sacrifice I, because, could have just been because I cared Vader about slaughter. I cared about I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I cared about him. He was funny. I related to him. If I care about you, Vader can't kill you. That's but if I don't care about you, I scream. I'm okay with him not being killed by Vader. I was I would have been okay with it either way too. Okay. What Rossi wanted Han to die yeah. by <laughs> Vader so bad. <laughs> Vader Chewy needs to kill everybody. Slice. Slice okay. that fur coat. <laughs> uh, see my vest. See uh, chewy vest. Yeah, yeah, you know. I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. What uh, what is a colloquial character name that was never actually said in any of the Star Wars movies? A colloquial character name. Okay, let me think. Mm-hmm. Well, princess obviously is said a lot. Yep. R two three PO are said. No one calls R2. Uh, yeah, let's see. Um, 
has never actually said. We just know him. We just know Darth. Him. No, we know Darth Lord Vader. Darth Vader. Darth Vader. We say Darth a lot. Mm-hmm. The Emperor's definitely said Emperor. Yep. Um. Uh, I mean, they, they Palp- this Pal- Palpatine is not colloquial. Nope. And then, and then they do, and she and Adm- Amidala does refer to him as. No, they do say Chancellor Palpatine. And I could, I could get. Oh, oh, what movies are we? Did you say all the movies? Any movie? Um, they are in. Uh, oof. See, they they are in more than one movie, but they are not in every movie. And I guess character name, I I. There are many. Okay, so. So there's one character that we hear. Newt Gunray is called Viceroy Gunray, but we yeah, never call absolutely him. not. That is not the answer. I am not. He's, yeah, he's I am not. not called I mean, I, I, I mean, Boba Fett is only referred to in the name like one time. But Han does. But say that's Boba still Fett. one time. Yep, Han I, does yeah. say his name. I could have. A wicket is. I, would wicket be count? Is no, okay, wicket hold a on, hold on, guys. Name? Hold on, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Here's the problem. I think I asked this question incorrectly to achieve the right train of thought, and you guys are not going down the way that will ever lead you to the My answer. My bad. Okay. No. Yeah. Uh, um, let me let me ask it a different say, way. Fortuna. Well, I, I was trying to. I was trying to be. Locally, he's major Dormo. Fortuna. <laughs> to you. It is a name for many people. Many. Many characters, many species. Many species. Oh, okay. So, um, it, it, well, is, it is. It is. Right. It is a name. It is a name that could belong to a single or a group of many of these. Oh, so for like example, we hear them referred to as sand people, but then they're also called Tuscan Raiders Correct. in other movies. So we would not consider sand people and Tuscan Raiders to be the answer to this question. Correct, but something. Dawas are definitely referred to by Steve Rakentis. And a Bible those disgusting creatures of Jawas. Yeah. So we know we're not Jawas, right? But they're in every move. Hmm. Let's see. There's. Well, we don't really hear Ewoks ever named ever. No. Nor do we ever hear an actual named Ewok. And yet they all have names that I can tell you what their names are. They surely do. So I'm going to say if that's your answer. Ewok makes the most sense. Yep, that's what I You I'm... only know they're Ewoks if you saw the other movies. Yep. That's true. And I, I think, yeah, Ewoks, I think that's that's a good answer. Um because Wookiee is named and Wookiee is said. Yep. We yep. know what a Wookiee is, yep. the Wookiee planet, you know. Twilight is the only other thing I'm kind of thinking of, but no, we not... definitely go we definitely talk about the Twilights a lot. That, that, yeah, we that's go. true. That's true. We do. And yep, okay. Um, we was Ryloth is like a famous plant. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys so are I, correct I with Ewok. That, uh, oh, okay. so I would say that the best answer I can give is either Ewok or human. It, it, Ewok is yeah. correct. Okay. It was it was the name known to them that was never explicitly called them in the name. In but the movie. And, I mean, like most Star Wars characters, you'd only know their name if you bought the action figure. Yeah, correct. Because they're just listed in the credits, but not with an actual. Yeah character name mm-hmm. yep all right next one like what's general Maydeen's first name anyone Crix. know Crix. there you go but how would you know that right because i'm a nerd well it wasn't in the credits no it was not it wasn't on the action figure it must be someplace else you read it yep, right exactly so, yeah i hope that wasn't one of you and i would say that Sheev palpatine is right there that is the worst the, name that anyone could have given. Says Crix. 
Crix says Sheev is a cool name. Crix is a cool name. Sheev for him is not a cool name. I will die on that. Well, tell him that to his face. I will. See what happens. I, I, See what I happens. I'll Watch st- what happens. I'll start by saying, hey, look, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Not a fan of the name. Tell me why Sheev is a good name. And then that, that tingling sensation you get is lightning. Oh, but you know what? He'll be actually, you know what? He's like, because he, he was named by his his parents. Like, you know what? I really, I, re- I hated my dad. I hate my name too. So, you know, that's... The, Speaking of names, okay. what is the name of the only X-Wing pilot to not die in the original trilogy? The only X-Wing well, pilot to, to not die in the X... In the die? Original? Well, there's more than one. So, are you sure you want to ask this question? Because other than Wedge, there's other X-Wing pilots that don't die. That were... That, were, that flew missions in all three movies? You didn't say that. Well, that's what I was asking. Oh, you said what? Sorry, X-wing pilot. <laughs> X-wing pilot that was in all three original trilogy movies. Well, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, that's there's that's, only one. Yeah, yeah, it's Wedge. He's the only mm-hmm. one who didn't die. That's what Mr. my question Antilles. is. Mister Antilles. Wedge Antilles. That's right. What was his call sign? Which movie? Um. Oh, okay. You're right because it did change once. Uh, when he's changed squadrons, so his call sign changed. Yeah. All right. So. What were his call signs? Well, in in the attack on the Death Star, I believe he was uh, red. No, wait, wait, wait. Was he three? Red? It was red three. I think in the attack on the Death Star. I think he was red three. I want to say. I yeah, I want to say red two, but that's not right. No, that was Hobby. I think Hobby exploded. Yeah. Yep. Or those Porkins. Porkins died. Yeah, he's bad. Yes. So yeah. So red three, mm-hmm. and then on the Battle of Hoth, he was rogue. He may not. Oh, did he have a call sign? I'm not sure. I don't remember his. I don't remember his rogue. No, nope, because rogue. Over, over the radio, all he said Luke. was "Hey, Wedge." Mm-hmm. Wedge. Well, we know which ones he wasn't. Yep. So I'm gonna say he was also rogue three. Correct. He okay. would have transferred his call number from Red to Rogue as <laughs> soon as Rogue. logic. As <laughs> soon as Rogue Squadron was created, mm-hmm. which that he would have been flying in then, um, they would just change Red to Rogue. But yeah. all their call signs, Luke was still Rogue Five and Red Five. Mm-hmm. So yes, Red Three, mm. Wedge Antilles. One of my favorite little nuggets from um, from Rogue One, by the way, was showing in that battle that the pilot that was Red Five. Was died was killed. It died like a bitch too. Yeah, oh, total bitch. But that's how his number opened up. Yeah, for Luke. Yep. Yeah, that was great. Perfect fan movie. <laughs> yeah, I saw it and I clapped. Stuff like that just only applies to fans. Yeah. All right, and and my my last question. No. Uh, actually, it's not correct. It's not technically my last one, but it's the last one that has like a a, a trivia answer. Okay. Um. How many limbs, including heads, were cut off in all nine Skywalker saga movies? I've answered this question before, but I have to always count every time. Let's do it together. Russ, let's do it together. Okay. Okay, We're not counting battle droids. Not droids. Zero droids. Only human limbs. Okay. All right. So um, uh, the limbs in the first movie, now do we count a torso? I was going to say, does Darth Maul count? Two, two limbs lanes? fall off of him. Okay, so <laughs> why well, I'm not sure that's true, but no. I, I would say being bisected. Yep. Count. You remove his legs, so that's two limbs. Sure, let's count it as two. It's All right. okay. counted as um, two in this, yes. Okay, so 
let's move on. Okay, so Zam yep. loses their arm. Yep. Hand arm. Yep. Um, and then Anakin loses uh, an arm. Well, yes, uh, uh, forearm, forearm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not aware of any others that I can think of. The Geonosians get chopped a lot. They got they a lot of fucking shit. Geonosians get. So chopped if we're not out. gonna count battle droids, are we counting Geonosians? Like no. Geonosian in scene nineteen? Nope. No. Thirty think, seconds in, no. gets chopped. Yeah, I think we're okay. just counting right. main main players here. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. So does the Acklay count? No, I don't think the Acklay counts. Well, the Acklay is a character on yeah, the no, no, That that's true. It, it Acklay does. It can count. I've I've seen people in this discussion count it both ways. It only alters the number by one, so it's not. Ackley lost more than one limb. Obi Wan chopped him the fuck up. Obi Wan chopped the front, so the two front limbs off. And he fell forward and then oh. he got chopped in the face. Uh, I, I, yeah, I guess. So we can are we saying how many characters or how many limbs? How let's many? How question. many total limbs? Okay, including okay, so heads. I, let's let's say let's put the Ackley over here. Yeah. Okay. We're at two uh, in that movie and two in the first. We're at four movie. total okay, so right four now. Four total. humanoid limbs. So yes. Yeah. Okay. So in Sith, we got some limbs. Yeah. We we okay. some people fucking go down. Yes, they do. Okay. So Dooku, head. two limbs. Yeah. Two. Well, two the, hands we, and a head. Head is not a limb. No, he said. <laughs> I said including heads. heads. Including is it heads. appendages. Yeah. <laughs> We're counting appendages then. Okay. So he. There aren't that many beheadings. No, there, there, there's there's not that many beheadings. But well, then if we're counting beheadings, then we got to go back to the previous movie. Yeah, because two Tuscans got beheaded straight up. Yeah, dude, Tuscans. Are we counting Tuscan beheadings? Did you expect this? No, I, I did you, not I expect this. this. I thought we would be already past. Dude, he literally sliced, sliced. The first thing that happens is two Tuscans get beheaded. Boom! Fucking gone. And then, now, and we don't know what else happens, but there's right. some chopping, yeah. and it's off scene. Yeah. So we either count humanoid heads, and Geonosians don't count, or we can just say named characters that get limbed. Let's just for for more less confusion's sake, in two more movies, let's only say main named characters. Okay. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Django Fett got delimbed. Yes, he. Yes, did. he did. Yep. Okay, so because we're, we're counting heads yeah, as limbs, because yeah, we're counting heads as limbs, yoink off of his head. So that's five okay. in the first two. Okay, so then we're skipped to the third. We know that we know that Dooku, Dooku loses three. Three. Yep. Okay. There's not a lot of other delimbing for a minute. No. Nope. Until it's then we got Grievous loses two hands. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Grievous loses two hands. And then yeah. um, none of none of the members of the Trade Federation get delimbed. They're all Not, just generally nope. cut down. They're just sliced. Yeah, I would really. Yeah. I was really hoping that Anakin would have chopped off new guns. Oh, dude, head. he does a no. He does a he does a back slice on uh, on one of them. But you know what? Not named. That's fine. Yep. Doesn't matter. Yep. Um. So we're at ten right now. Inclu- all, including all the movies, and then of course Anakin the f- loses three more. Anakin loses and uh, the a uh, diff the other arm. Yep, and two legs. Yep. So there's three more. So we're at thirteen in the prequels. Yes. 
And I, okay, so um, now, uh, more or do you let me? Um, no, no. Oh, Gree loses his head, and so does uh, um, Jack. Jack and Gree get deheaded in true, true, true with what story with a lightsaber, Yoda. Oh, yeah, oh, Gree. Right, yeah. Dead and they're but, just dead instantly. Now they were not headed. Now they were not named in the movies, though. Yeah. Well, whoever is now good, neither was count uh, count them. Half the bounty hunters. Yeah. But yet you know who IG eighty eight is. No, that's fair. That's fair. But I'm just thinking about the uh, the boundaries of Aaron's question here. I would definitely count them. Okay. As... Gree and Jack get deheaded. Yep. Facts. Okay. Yep. We're counting them. Okay. Oh, so, I mean, yeah. So that's yeah. fifteen. Okay. In the so break. then, skip to the temple. Yep. Now, mm, troopers. Nope. No, I don't. Troopers don't count. Troopers don't count, but we just counted Green and Jack. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, you're counting them. This is not about me. I I have a number that is the answer to this. We have to decide. Okay. So in the hall cam, I don't see anyone getting beheaded. No, nope, no, nope, I, uh, I don't. And of course, beheads all sorts of things. Yeah, but we don't see it happen. Right. Okay. So we can't count. Mace Windu loses two hands. Can we agree that that? Yes. So two guess, hands. So Mace right. Windu D hand. Yeah. Totally. One hundred percent. Oh, okay. and then so, and then in the novel is no. Okay, it's the novelization. No. In the, I'm only talking about what's on film in the movie, guys. Okay. Mace Windu gets dehanded. Yep. Uh, Plo Koon does not get lose limbs. No, he gets Kid blown Fisto up. does not lose limbs. No, nope. Asian Kolar does not lose limbs. No, nope. he just gets sliced up. Yep. And then what? I Mace can't, got it the worst. I can't remember her name, but she, the Twilight Jedi gets shot down by her troopers, and she wouldn't get her hand shot off. Right. Kedai Mundi gets shot down. Shot. Yeah. Exploded. Yeah. I don't. That's true. We don't actually know. How many limbs exploded off some of the Jedi who were right. killed? So There's no counting. We're, we're talking about lightsaber removal. Okay. <laughs> can we skip to four? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I would hope you All were right. already. Okay. Sorry. Um. Yeah. Well. Okay. So, uh, Doctor uh, or Pondababa loses yep. an arm. Yep. Yep. So that's a that's a limb for sure. One hundred percent. I don't believe there's any of the limbs delimiting in that movie. No, I don't believe there is. No, there's not. Okay. Now Obi Wan loses a a, body. a torso. Yeah, <laughs> is that four limbs, five, five limbs, five or limbs zero? Because because right, <laughs> what, what are you doing with Obi Wan? Or, or does it not count because he becomes one of the Force and no limbs are left? I think that's. I think we have to go with that because it's not like I don't think that. I think Obi Wan loses no limbs. Yep. And the reason I know this is because the next time we see him, he's got all his limbs. Got that's what I'm limbs. thinking. Got all his limbs. You're right. Okay. All right. Okay. Skip ahead. Now it's possible that the person closest to the explosion of the Death Star lost. We're the talking wind. about lightsaber removal. Okay. All right. Uh, we go. Well, okay. So Wampa loses a limb. Yep. Wampa does lose a limb. Yep. He does lose a limb. Okay. And uh, Luke loses a limb. Yep. That one's countable. The Wampa's not and countable. He, that's oh, how, that's how we're naming more than he will count, <laughs> but he knows we're going to get the answer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Luke loses a limb. Yep. Wampa loses a limb. Yep. I anybody else losing a limb in that movie? Nope. nope. That's it. Nobody else got saber. Nope. Okay. Does does the force apparition of Vader lose a limb? Yes. 
He does. He gets he gets his head chopped off in the cave. Yes. That Do doesn't force matter. apparitions count? No. Okay. <laughs> because they're not real? You didn't count it for Ben after he had his limbs after the fact when he was a fucking ghost? But No. But no. he was a but, but he but, he he didn't lose anything. He, but we saw he a fell. torso fall to the ground with sparks saw, coming out of its head. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's when, a deliming. When, 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 yeah, when Obi Wan died, he instantly vanished and became one. Yeah, he became one with the Force. But the Force apparition of Vader definitely lost a head for sure because I saw it roll on the ground. It, it doesn't we, count. We saw Luke's in, face in the helmet. Yeah. I saw his head. <laughs> doesn't okay. count. All right, fine. Don't count that. Okay, we won't okay. Count that. Uh, We're on now, return C3PO, of the Jedi. All four limbs of C-3PO are disconnected when he's shot by Stormtroopers. But not by a lightsaber. Okay. Okay, all right. Okay, so now we're moving on to Return of the Jedi then, because that's the last lightsaber. Okay, so Gamorrean Guard gets bit and loses his torso with just a limb left. Oh, yeah. Big time. (laughs) And with which the the Rancor quickly swallows. (laughs) It's like really, <laughs> and then so right. I don't Luke, think Luke Luke doesn't, doesn't delim anybody that we see on the sailboat. We know on he the delims people, yeah, for sure. The thing is that we don't see limbs fly off. No, he no, does. He so, just chops them. So he's just chopping. Yeah, yeah. but so, uh, yeah. So then I guess the All only right. one that really loses any limbs in that one by a lightsaber is Vader, getting his That's hand right. Vader off. loses right. his artificial gauntlet hand yep mm-hmm. you're right so what is the count that you're at right now before 16 ish if we count grievous yeah 16 or 17 depending on it how many what what part of the torso counts as a limb yeah um and we haven't even got to the next series of movies yet so well, yeah that's that's where i'm that's where we should Han go solo loses a torso but his limbs are intact yeah he gets a, he gets um, a hole in the torso yeah, but we didn't count torso holes earlier. No, no we didn't. Um, and we didn't count Tuscan Raider beheadings. No, we didn't count those. So Han, um, Han doesn't count in, in Force very Awakens. Very few limbs, actually, in a Force Awakens. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I don't need I don't need delimit. No. Right. That um Yeah. Now when the Rathar eats one of the Guavian death gangs, like for sure you see his like his oh, boot, which 100%. I believe I believe that's his foot still in the boot. Or yeah. whatever. You have to see. You but get the foot. Light, once again, did they have lightsaber. lightsaber teeth? No, they didn't. No, he did not have lightsaber teeth. No. That'd be pretty sweet, though. That would yeah. be pretty fucking Lightsaber awesome. teeth would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Fucking teeth for lightsabers, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, so Last Jedi, we have some of those guys get D fucking limp. Yeah. All right. So, so at one point, Kylo slices through a guy's arm, both arms. Yeah. We know that those arms are off. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's one guy. And how? Now, does um, does the lightsaber through the forehead? No. No, no. but that's a, that guy died hard. Dude. Yeah. Best on That guy died yeah. hard. And he was the last one, too. Yeah. So I was like, he, what's your prize? Dying hard. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, yeah. And Ray at one point comes through and takes off the guy's oh, shoulder oh, true. for sure. Oh, so that's that's three limbs. Oh, and don't least. and don't forget now, Snoke gets cut in half. So that's about to say Snoke for sure loses a hand and a torso. Yeah. So that's yeah. six. So that's six in that movie. Yeah. And uh and I don't think anybody else is losing limbs unless we count the stone. No, nope. I, I don't count. I don't count. 
And then so we go to the last. That's I think we're at 17, 16, okay. 16 plus six, 22. So, okay. Final movie. Who's getting delimbed? I don't, um, I don't think we lose a limb in. Rise dude, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure when Kylo pulls that lightsaber out. Okay. Some of those guys are like, Oh shit. We're about to get delimbed. Yeah. So I'm going to say some limbs lost. I, I mean, he had to have taken down some of the knights, at least by Dude, cutting Alex off at least loses one arm, a lot. Right? I, yeah. I, one of them gets, like, sliced absolutely in half. Yeah. But I don't know. But they are names. limbs fly. No, but but we have established that getting sliced in half does count as losing two limbs. But see, if it cauterizes you instantly. Yeah. Because, the, you remember when, uh, okay, remember when uh, uh, Kit Fisto took it across the chest? Yeah. He was like, wow. But we don't yeah. like his torso didn't separate from his chest. No. He just had a lightsaber go through his he, chest. He just, he just, it was just a, it was just like, yeah, it, it yeah. wasn't the, I mean, need yeah, to probably use, inside listen, that tunic listen, is a mess. That's true. That's listen, true. Listen, we need to use the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail as a how judging many limbs did Four? But look at the he would lose four. Look at how distinct those limbs were lost. There's no question. There's no ambiguity for his limbs when they're lost. I want you to use that same criteria. But that's that's <laughs> what we're saying. It was when Maul lost his torso, no ambiguity. Yeah. But yet the same stroke Ben gives to like Crupler or Applek, whatever his name is, and we know that he's bisected. Oh. Right. I think, but, but, but yeah, because we don't see his legs tumble down a tunnel. It doesn't count. It only, it, they can't. What count. is your number? In in number, throw one I mean, out. I, we were at we were at twenty two plus whatever we come up with. Does the emperor doesn't lose any limbs? He, doesn't lose I mean, he loses his whole face. Yeah. I don't know if that counts. He gets disintegrated, but it doesn't. Yeah, that, all limbs lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that but it's um, but they were not sliced yeah, off from I, the lightsaber. I don't know. If we just finish with twenty two, I think, I, think well, I don't think anybody else dies by limbing. I don't. I think twenty two is a, a solid number. <sighs> I am incredibly impressed, you guys, of all of your gallivanting and and tomfoolery and limbs getting talked about and everything you only manage to overcount by three limbs so who who who's who, limbed got the limbs you added a couple extra limbs in uh attack of the clones and return of the jedi i mean revenge of the sith that i did not have on the official limb list that i ca- i can't remember exactly which one you said I now i think it's cuz we were counting heads if yeah. we don't count heads as limbs that changes our number yeah cuz yeah that immediately takes down count dooku that immediately takes and, away and, Tango and Fett. We, and the two clones I, that yoda killed in my counting in my counting yeah. dooku was a 3 okay mm. So all right. it's all right. You, it. you were close. Twenty-two. The official count that from my count anyway is nineteen. I could be wrong. There could be twenty-one. It's it, no. I, I mean, it really depends on what the definition of a limb is and what the de- definition of a bisection is. Right. right? And, and, and did did Darth Maul lose all four limbs because two of them were separated from the other two? I counted Darth Maul. Who's as to two. say which limbs were left? Right. I, I think that the one I would say that the. The limbs that are still attached to the part of your body that your head is attached to. The central nervous system. Yeah, you yes. are. You still have. You <laughs> Whatever st- is attached to your brain stem yeah. is still you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that was when fun, your brain guys. brain stem is disattached. Yeah. Is that four limbs lost? Ooh. Oh, man. <laughs> See, that's I would, what I'm saying. I would think in that case, just losing you right above the shoulders, the most of your nervous system and body is still intact 
away from your head. So that's so no one. limbs lost. So that's what you're just, saying, right? But but I would not call so it a limb loss. Django, I would not how call many it, limbs did Django lose? Listen, I said limbs plus heads. Oh. I I officially said oh, a head. Minute, I'm not saying a, a head counts I, as a limb. Now wait a minute though. Django also got his hands chopped off before Mace Windu. I don't think both hands. He was only holding the blaster with one hand. Okay, so I'm then, not 100% okay. sure we saw the hand get chopped. I pretty, I'm 99% sure that Django lost his hand before his head. But you're right. It was only one because he, he didn't have the dual blasters out at that point. So, okay. So 23. 23. All right. Good, good job, guys. Hey, so the device I'm using is about to die. I got okay. a 10% okay. battery. Okay. This was amazing, Matt. Thank you for this wonderful talk. And well, thank you, friends. Well, three hours and 12 minutes of Star Wars. Okay, so I want to do. I want. I know. Let's see about, how much you edit down. I want. I know it's about to die. None. I want to end with one more thing. Then we can. Then we can call Go. it good. It's going to be quick. Skywalker Saga ranked from least favorite to favorite. I know we talked about the top three. We pretty but, much already. Did that? I know we talked about I, the top three, but I want to I want to know from nine to one what your off the top of the dome right now. What your is nine is. the worst? Nine, the worst? Not, not, number nine is your least favorite. Number one is right. your favorite. Uh, okay, uh, clones, um, rise, phantom, new hope, last Jedi, force awakens. Um, I, uh, Sith, Empire, Jedi. Okay, that nine. Yeah, that's nine. Cool. All right. For me, it's gonna be Rise, then Phantom, then probably Last Jedi, then Force Awakens. That's that 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 got retroactively taken down because of the feel, the quality I feel of the other two, and then after Force Awakens, so that what that that's that four? four that's four, then we're gonna go to uh, Clones, New Hope, then Jedi, then Sith, then Empire. Ooh. Power, that's a powerhouse top three right there. That is a that's, powerhouse top three. That's it. That's a fun. De- that's a fun deserted island top three. Also. Oh, that that's that's that. I would be happy with those three on the deserted island for sure. Excellent, excellent guys. Well, thank you so much for joining right, me on this. This was fun. Absolutely. Yes, it was great. 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 Just great. Um, we'll be back anytime. We we will. We I think uh, the three of us should come up with another thing to bullshit about. And uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. Postmodern uh, epilogue, machete order in favor or not in favor. Say it again. The machete order. You in favor or not in favor? Oh, is that the is that the I have to watch? Um, before I watch Return of the Jedi, I have to then go and watch the trilogy. Four, five, two, three, six. Is the well, machete I order. I was all in fam in favor of that until Rogue One came out, which means that you would technically have to watch Rogue One first out of the gates. Yeah, which I. I yeah, would not want to watch you, you that. Like I feel like that, that movie stands works best as a as a as an in betweener. So right. I I'm a I'm a one through niner now. Yeah. Although I liked the idea that you could go four five one two three six. Yeah. So I I actually before um I believe it was before the Force Awakens came out 
my wife had only hadn't seen Star Wars in years, so I wanted to catch her up. So we did do the Machete Order, and it works really well. I have to say until you figure out where to watch Rogue One, right? But the Rogue One had not come out at that point, so if you want to, oh yeah, good, so good point. so yeah, it works really well. And if you want to ignore Rogue One, it still works. And Perfect. then if you, I mean, if you, and then where do you watch Solo? Right? I mean, like you should watch Solo before four. You should. I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be, but like you would never want to start your Star Wars with Solo or Rogue Corellia One. Underground car chase scene i mean like i that's a great movie to give yeah. you backstory just like rogue one but backstory is almost like this is the movie you have to watch before you watch four right but it's gonna be more fun to watch that movie after three or, or would you yeah. actually so it would actually go four five two three rogue one possibly solo six so you, you would go you would, backwards, and you or, never watch solo. You would never watch. You would not want to watch solo. You would not want to watch rogue. You would not want to watch solo before six. No, you wouldn't want to watch solo. No, you wouldn't include that in because this is mainly a Skywalker saga machete or referring to the Skywalker. I would think so, that if you're going to watch solo, watch it before. Seven, so when do you watch maybe? one? Yeah, when, when, yeah. Oh, seven. That's a good one. That would. That so would if be you're good. like, oh, watch solo before seven, but then because he's in that movie a lot, so maybe I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I'll, the, the the existence of all movies post post Return of the Jedi in the in the in the timeline does screw with it. So, uh, well, for all you out there, go have fun with that. Play with that. All right. Uh, again, thank you. We will do this again on another uh, another topic, another series, and uh, be ultra nerdy. I'd love to. Yeah, that sounds great. We can next time maybe we dive into some GOT. Ooh. Seasons one through six. One through six. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> and just the books. Just, yep, yeah, that's it. That's it. No other. Because we're not getting any more, so we might as well talk about them. That's, that's it. it. All right, man. Love you, buddy. This is All great. Right, see you guys. See you Bye. Guys. Bye.